Today's podcast is sponsored by Jack Frost Big Boulder Ski Areas, where the snow comes first. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today's Friday, February 21st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A barricade situation ended with a police-involved shooting in Doylestown. The standoff began at 9 p.m. last night in the area of Shady Retreat Road and Limekiln Road. Police warned residents to shelter in place, but by 10.30, the order was lifted and authorities said the threat to the community was over. Medics could be seen surrounding a shirtless man on the front yard of a home. He was placed on a stretcher and taken by ambulance from the scene. His condition was not released. Just before midnight, authorities confirmed there was a police-involved shooting. It's not known if the suspect fired at police. The DA's office would not confirm that information or give the police agency that was involved in the shooting. The district attorney's office said no police officers were injured. Police spent the night at the scene and focused their investigation on a parked car in the lot. It had been covered up for most of the night. It's a standard procedure for any police-involved shooting investigation in Bucks County to include the district attorney's office. If you watch the series Cops... 80% of the guys they encounter have their shirts off. <laughs> oh, seriously? Yeah, 80%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That's a big indicator. Yeah. Uh, so there's a cash app debit card scam consumers should watch out for. Consumers are receiving the debit card in the mail that they never requested. Some of the reports in the Delaware Valley say the cash app cards say that they're issued by Sutton Bank. The cards are part of a scam intended to steal your identity and your money, so do not do anything to activate them or use them, and certainly do not load money onto them. The cards are being opened using your name, social security number, date of birth, and address. A New Jersey resident got a cash app card in the mail after his bank account was fraudulent debited, uh, showing a number of cash app charges. What you should do if you get the unsolicited card in the mail is first contact the card user, ask them to close the account, and send you confirmation in writing. Also, take a picture of the card for your records and then cut it up and throw it away. Mm. Also, be aware cash app does not have a publicly available support phone number, and no one representing cash app will ever ask for you to sign in over the phone via text or social media we are asking uh, we are always working to protect our consumers which includes educating them about potential scams if you believe a cash app account has been opened in your name without your knowledge you can report it uh, to them on their website cash you know app how, said you know how it's fraudulent the uh, the chip on the card is actually a potato chip and so you know immediately there's <laughs> no, something so, up so some of the people that that had this done so they they called the sutton bank they right. gave the number on the back of the card and the card was opened in their actual name their date of birth their That's Wild. Yeah, so yeah. I guess they're looking for them to use it and then maybe add some money to it or whatever. But they're just saying make sure that you, you know, take precautions, call the bank, close it, uh, take a picture of it so you have it for your records, but cut it up and throw it away and definitely don't put any money on it. Wow. So we've had this discussion before in the past. Can you get some sort of payback from PennDOT if you hit a pothole with your car and it causes damage or injuries? Well, oh, my God. Six I've ABC. done that so many I know. goddamn times. Yeah. Okay. So 6ABC did an investigative report, and they found that PennDOT has paid out $0 in the past three years. So the answer is yes, you can get money back. Zero dollars. <laughs> telling you, man, I, we, were, we were going to parks to do an event, and I was getting off at the Easy Pass exit of Street Road. Yes. And I know they were, exactly do, what you're they were doing about. some repairs or something like that. It was repair work. It wasn't a pothole. It was repair work. They had a big chunk they had taken out of the... Taken out. Boom! I hit that mm. thing flat immediately. I, I I have these run flat tires on my car. Oh my god, are they expensive? Insanely expensive. What are they like? 
five, six hundred dollars a time. Oh, they're time. more than that. Oh, they're more, what, the, okay. Yeah, it's stupid. I, I have them because I drive the Google Expressway, and if I get a flat tire, yeah. you're after. I, yeah. I want to be able to drive to get off of the highway right, right, so right. I don't, you know, potentially get killed trying to change my tire. So that's why I pay the extra money for sure. them. Sure. And I've had it happen, actually saved my ass a few times. But it was it was complete. It was the it was the Department of Transportation, man. They got to, you know, yeah, they, they should work. pay for yeah. that. But so, of course, I never followed up on it. Okay. Like an idiot. Right. So, well, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, right? Anyway. Yeah, records. If you had to follow it up, you would have gotten zero dollars, Preston. <laughs> so records show that drivers have submitted more than 2,100 claims to PennDOT for pothole-related vehicle damage on state roads over the past three years. The Commonwealth hasn't paid one penny for repairs. Whether you get reimbursed for damages depends on where the damage occurred and in some states whether you've been injured. So while PA says that it pay- will pay for injuries caused by potholes, they haven't paid anything in the past three years. Have they paid for any injuries? Um, so uh, I don't think, think so. so. Of course, yeah. Right. Um, so Troy Thompson is the Pennsylvania Department of General Services, which handles claims for PennDOT. And he was asked why the state has a claim site on its website when they just get denied. Thompson said, well, ev- everyone has the right and opportunity to file a, c- a claim. We cannot tell individuals not to. Like many states, Pennsylvania <laughs> claims so- uh, sovereign immunity. <laughs> Simply put, governments are free from civil liability. And they're saying everyone has the right to file. Governments <laughs> are free from civil liability. That's what it says. It was years ago when I was on my way to, we had a Subaru broadcast, and I hit a pothole on 95. The pothole was the size of a, of a baby pool. It was yeah. it was huge. and uh, I No mean, getting around it. No right? getting around it. It was like, boom. And so I, you know, obviously had a flat tire. Uh, I thought I'd done some really Bent bad damage to the oh, rim yeah. and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And now I'm like, you know, I had to drive over the Gerard Point Bridge with a totally flat tire because I'm like, I'm not going to yeah. change a tire on the bridge. Nope. You know, I got to be safe about this. But and you know that feeling, like when you hear that big mm-hmm. hit, and you're just like, oh, "Here we go, oh, here, here we, we go. go." And then if you have any sort of sensor device in your car that lets you know your tires, you know that immediately yep, pops immediately. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so I did d- talk about that on the show. And that pothole was fixed that day. Uh, mm-hmm. See, you could make a change. Dell Dot has a similar policy, except for a one-mile stretch where the 95 toll plaza is located near the Delaware-Maryland state line. That section of the roadway is insured as a primary revenue generator for Dell Dot. The, the state paid five claims over the three-year analysis. In New Jersey, the state pays pothole claims if the Department of Transportation has sufficient time to fix the pothole and did not. It paid 68 claims for roughly $15,000, but that's only 2% of all the pothole claims made over the past three years. Some states like Maryland and Virginia do pay for damage claims. The Virginia Department of Transportation uh, says that it paid out a quarter of the claims that were filed last year far more than the Delaware Valley. VDOT says the onus is on the driver to prove that the damage was actually caused by a pothole. I'm more inclined to, for your situation, Preston, there was actual road work being done that caused your tire to yeah. go flat. Yeah. You understand that occasionally potholes pop up and they can't stay on top of everything. I'd even give that a little attitude. But when there's road work being done that I, is causing tires to go flat, mm-hmm. that's obviously their responsibility. Yeah, mm-hmm. what's the biggest culprit for, for potholes? Is it is it um like snow removal? Is that like? Because uh, it always seems like after the changing, storms, the te- yeah, the, yeah the, like the permafrost and the, and the, the temperature changing. Um, so VDOT says that a good piece of advice is to take pictures and obviously keep any invoices if you've taken your car to get fixed and things like that. All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> Yeah. 
In their first game after the All-Star break, Joel Embiid had 39 points and 16 rebounds. Alec Burks and Shake Milton added big, big baskets in overtime, and the Sixers continued their dominance at home with a 112-104 win over the Brooklyn Nets. They did it! Playing without Ben Simmons because of lower back tightness, the Sixers improved their record at home to 26-2. Burks had 19 points, including a pair of layups in overtime that gave the Sixers the lead for good. They're on the road tomorrow night with a game in Milwaukee against the best team in the NBA, the Bucks. Tip-off is set for 8.30. The Flyers also won in overtime, beating the Blue Jackets 4-3 last night in Columbus. Kevin Hayes scored with just over a minute left in overtime to complete a comeback with a 3-1 deficit and give the Flyers the win. Brian Elliott ended up with 28 saves in the win. The Flyers are back home tomorrow afternoon with a game against the Winnipeg Jets. The puck drops at 1 o'clock. And the Phillies won their arbitration case against all-star catcher JT Real Muto. He will get a raise from $6 million to $10 million instead of his $12.4 million request. Ah, that season, will show him. Last season, he was one of the best catchers in baseball, hitting 275 with 25 home runs and 83 RBIs, earning his second straight All-Star selection. And that's what I have for you this morning. I thank you very much, Kathy. Speaking of the Flyers, we made an announcement yesterday that we're going to have a sorority party coming up at the Flyers uh, next Tuesday. I'm not doing giveaways now. Don't let the music fool you. But I just wanted to tell you that at some point this morning, we will be giving away tickets. So listen up for your chance to win. More limited spaces on this one. There's a quick turnaround, but it looks really cool where we're going to no, be. We're going to have like we have like 75 people there, yeah. so it's not tiny by yeah, any yeah. stretch, but uh, we got plenty to give away, so your chance to win. We'll do that in a little while. Listen up for your chance to grab those. We also have our Word of the Week prize, which is another Flyers thing. A uh, pair of lower-level tickets to the game coming up April 2nd against the Predators, so that's only two letters. You already got the first one. Next one's uh, coming up at the end of the program. We will give that away today. Uh, Guest-wise, we will have joining us today John Heffron, who will be at Helium Comedy Club. Uh, so he's going to stop in. He's got uh, shows tonight and tomorrow. And then we've got uh, some of our friends from uh, Nerd Street Gamers stopping by. Cool. We'll get those details about an event on the way. Godshall's Turkey Bacon is stopping by today. <laughs> so we'll have uh, plenty of turkey bacon to give to you on top of all of that. And uh, these things with... The cardboard cat classic looming. Uh, that's coming along very, so much. very soon. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of other events, too. So just stay close and keep going to the website, PrestonandSteve.com, to get the details on events and parties and giveaways and all those good things that we have on the way. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. And uh, we'll do a stupid question the entertainment report. Lots of stuff to get to there. So stay close. We'll be back in just a moment. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Hey, it's Preston. Thank you to Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. The Preston and Steve Show is headed back to Jack Frost on March 6th for the 14th Annual Cardboard Classic. Go to WMMR.com for all you need to know and to pick up discount lift tickets while supplies last. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Oh, All right, so stupid question this morning. Going to give away a pair of tickets to see Pauly Shore, Punchline Philly, April tenth, the nine forty five show, twenty one and over. Uh, so it's another Black History question. Our buddy uh, Craig uh, sent over these questions. How about this from WKRP in Cincinnati? Uh, what was Venus Flytrap's real name? Not oh. the actor, oh. but Venus Flytrap was his air name. That's right. And so he had his, you know, his birth name for the character. What was his name? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Give us a call. I have a huge stack of birthdays today, so if you celebrate a birthday today, February 21st, you're in good company. 
Uh, we'll start with Ellen Page, the actress. Yeah, she's uh, good. 33 years old today. Yep, she absolutely is. The Umbrella. And, yeah, Umbrella Academy. Academy. Oh, my God. I have no idea when that next episode or when that next. Uh, I know it's ready to go. Is it? I know it's ready to go. Yeah, anytime. And I after because of your recommendation, you guys talking about it. You know, I'm always reticent. I want to see if something has legs. Yeah. But I finally watched it. Loved it. Yeah. It's yeah. really unique. It's isn't really it? unique. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's 33 today. Uh, Jordan Peele, great director and actor, producer, Com- comedy, drama, scary stuff. Yeah. Does it all. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, 41 today. Uh, a guy who will be in town for the MM barbecue. Eric Wilson plays bass for the band Sublime, and he celebrates his fifty-first uh, birthday. So Sublime with Rome now that they yeah. really have to call themselves. But uh, they'll yeah, be that's a good gig. Yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt Yeah-hoo. is forty-one Yeah-hoo. today. Have not seen her. She's actually on a she, lately. She's on a series currently. I is believe. She? Yeah, 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 yeah. she? Who knows? She was in the Ghost Whisperer. Yeah, but like then that. she was on I think nine one one or some some series like that where she is a. Uh, it, it's one of those procedural things. Mm. But the first time you saw her was in Party of Five, and she was sort of the. Sort of, you know, less attractive uh, girlfriend, or she had a crush on one of the characters on Party of Five, and then she blossomed. Then she blossomed. Yeah. And then she became yeah. <laughs> boom. Jennifer Love, huge tease. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, she's forty-one today. William Baldwin, uh, brother of Alec, Daniel, and Stephen, the star of the movie Backdraft. Oh. Billy. <laughs> is a uh, 57 today. It's a good movie. It's a cheesy movie, but it's a good movie. And it still has some great firefighting sequences, though firefighters will say, um, where's the smoke? Uh, exactly. <laughs> they go through these infernos, and you can see just fine. Yeah. I mean, it's hot and everything. Hey, how are you over there? Yeah. We're doing great. Mm-hmm. Just fighting this major fire. You yeah. were talking about rides yesterday, Steve. I remember the backdraft uh, ride oh in, my in God. Universal and how hot that thing was. And there was Holy crap. There was one part where the level you were on dropped, and it was probably yeah. it dropped two inches or whatever, but it felt like it dropped an entire story. It was, But it was fun. It was, well, it was intense. There's a, Well, it's not. Uh, it's It uses fire effects. Preston, did you do the Poseidon thing at Universal and no? Orlando. I don't think I did the Poseidon. Okay, thing. so it's really cool. Long story short, though, there's a whole bunch of pyrotechnics, and you're pretty far away. Yeah. The second those go yeah. up, whoa! Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been at concerts when they will they will hit the pyrotechnics, yeah. and you feel that blast of heat come on you. Yeah, free Sixers game. <laughs> yeah, oh, really. Yes. Yeah. You can feel that. Oh, you yeah. want to run? In yeah. fact, we had done an event at a Sixers game. This is back when they needed help promoting the team. When they weren't winning, and we were in a suite, and we could feel the heat yeah. in the suite. Wow. I remember that. So, uh, uh, hug a firefighter today. Yes. There you go. William Baldwin, 57 <laughs> today. Uh, Kelsey Grammer. Uh, <laughs> is 65 today. Him, his performance, again, I've been not to keep going off on Universal, but there's a Sideshow Bob thing on the, on the Simpsons ride, and he's so funny as Sideshow Bob. Hey, I have a question that I, yeah. uh, like Casey, I've wanted to ask forever, but have been too afraid to ask. Has anybody ever actually had tossed at salad and scrambled eggs? No. I had a hot Carl one time. <laughs> With waffles. I can't say that I've ever, other than the theme song to uh, Frasier, have ever heard or seen on a menu tossed salad and scrambled eggs. Didn't he write that song, too? I, I, mean, I, I, I don't it. know. Nick, I think it's something that he constructed. I, okay. I don't think it's a thing. Okay. All right. He's, He's a hand. He's 65 today. <laughs> Anthony Daniels, who plays C-3PO in the Star Wars movies. Been in everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. the only person who's been in all of them. Hello, uh, sir. I am C-3PO, human cyborg relations. He is uh, 74 today. 
Uh, David Geffen, legendary record executive. We were just talking the, uh, last week about that house of his that sold, most expensive house in the state of California. The one that sold, Jeff Bezos purchased, correct? Yeah. 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 So, uh, it, 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 what is it, $155 million Something ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's 77 today, so he's done pretty good for himself. Uh, William Peterson, the actor, he played Grissom on CSI, and he's been in loads of movies throughout the years. Manhunter. Manhunter, great movie. If you've never seen that, it's the first time you see Hannibal Lecter on screen, and uh, it's a great movie. He's 67 today. Uh, From the world of Twilight, Alice Cullen. uh, She played Alice Cullen. This is Ashley Green's birthday. She's 33. Very attractive. Uh, Steve, I brought this one up because I saw this last second. Charlotte Church. Oh, my God. The Welsh singer... She's 35. No. She was a kid. She was, she was a phenom. A child, like nine or ten years old. and She's older used, than we are now. They used to run commercials <laughs> for her. Yeah, she's older than us now. <laughs> they used to run commercials for her. It was, she has the voice of an angel. Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte Church. She was an amazing, and is still is, an yeah. amazing vocalist. But for her age, she was unbelievable. She's freaking 35. She's That's a, Crazy. We used to work with someone who insisted they had a, uh, a singer. You remember one of our in- interns or, or assistants, Preston, who in- insisted she had a better voice than Charlotte Church. And you and oh. I would just look at each other and go, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We, yeah. I don't remember who that I was. I don't remember who that was yeah, yeah. either. Uh, but that's a, that a little that's a little delusional. Yeah, we, don't, yeah. we don't have any Charlotte Church in our Vox Pro, but we do have Charlotte Ray. So if you want to hear Charlotte sure, go Ray, ahead. Hey, you said you had one 13-year-old daughter. You didn't say anything about two boys coming. Coming to live here. Okay, Mrs. Garrett. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah so... Okay. All right, I just saw the name. Oh, <laughs> I just shivered. Uh, Charlotte Church is 35. Uh, the actress Haley Orentia, uh, who is here from uh, the Goldbergs. Uh, yes, and we had uh, A.J. Michalka, uh, she... who is with her, and they're, they're best buds. She's awesome. Uh, I don't know how old she is, though. I didn't see that. Okay, she... oh, yeah, I lost it. Sorry. Uh, 26? 26, yeah. 26, 26. years old. She On that cool. show, she's so good. She's actually playing. They created the character of the sister. Um, you know, there's another brother in the family, and uh, she really rounds out the cast. All right, what else we have here? Uh, Melanie Laurent, or Laurent. Oh. I don't know if that's how you say her name, yeah. but uh, Inglorious Bastards. Shoshana. Shoshana. Yeah. And she was also in uh, Now You See Me. I, I kind of have a little thing for her. I have a little crush on her. She's really super cute. Uh, French actress. She's yes. 37. Uh, Sophie Turner, Game of Thrones, Sansa Stark. Is twenty four. She she's pregnant? married to a Jonas, she's right? Yeah, to a Jonas yeah. and pregnant. Yeah, yeah. yeah they got they got a, b- a bun in the oven. She's like three feet taller than her Jonas. Yeah, she's uh, statuesque. And I saved the the last best because we were just talking about this individual. We had forgotten the name, but Prince Michael Blanket Jackson the second. Yeah, is eighteen years old today. Oh, what man. did we What did we say last time? Why we couldn't wait the, for Blanket's birthday? There are two. There are two princes. Uh, to sing that blanket song from Bear in the Big Blue House. Yeah. I don't know why we couldn't wait. <laughs> it must have been unpropofly. No, <laughs> well, we were just talking about that there were two, the... two princes. Oh, no. It was the... Um... Two princes. Oh, I know. I know. It, it, was, it, it was that I was a pedophile who often slept with no. children. That wasn't no, it. I was the clip. Was that it? I think that was it. Mm. And I showed him my butthole. Okay. No. Oh, that was it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't as it. As uh, revealed in Leaving Neverland. There we go. Why do you say Go ahead and come in. I lock the door behind you. I'll show you my rectum. Dear Lord. Oh, It'll pay off your parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> Prince Michael Blanket Jackson II is 18. We're looking at a picture of Looks him. Looks like an intense kid. Uh, yes, he does. Uh, I might be angry, don't too. Don't talk yeah. about my father. Yeah, he looks real intense. Ah! That, this is it. My blanket! My blue blanket! Give me my blue blanket! It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. I just asked if you wanted to look at my anus. Oh, wow. You said what? I just asked if you wanted to look at my anus. Well, we know how to celebrate his birthday every Happy year. Happy birthday, Blanket. Yeah. He's 18. All right, let's see if we can get an answer uh, to the stupid question. What was um, Venus Flytrap's <laughs> real name on uh, WKRP in Cincinnati? 215-263-WMMR is the number, and we're going to go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin, good morning. Morning. You guys rock. Thank oh! you, Kevin. All right, what was uh, what was Venus Flytrap's real name, sir? Gordon Sims. You got it. <laughs> Hang on. Gordon Sims. We're going to give you a pair of tickets to Pauly Shore Punchline, Philly, on April 10th, 9.45 p.m., 21 and over show. You can get tickets for Pauly's April 10th and 11th shows at punchlinephilly.com, by the way. I have a lot of stuff to get to. Um, Let's sing the full song first. But real quick, though, Marissa found the uh, the explanation for <laughs> tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Okay, here we go. Composer Bruce Miller... Uh, who wrote the uh, thit, the, the uh, sitcom's theme, uh, was asked to explain those puzzling, possibly salacious lyrics, toss salads and scrambled eggs. His response, I was told to avoid any direct references to specific subject matter, so it was necessary to stay away from words about psychiatry, radio shows, the name Frasier, and anything else directly indicating aspects of the show. I called my friend Daryl Phineas who is really talented and really smart. I gave him the idea of the show, and he called back with the idea of tossed salads and scrambled eggs. At first, I was a bit baffled myself until he explained that these were things that were mixed up like Fraser Crane's patients. Oh, oh, all right. Okay. It's very right. cryptic. I thought it was going to be tossed salads and Dizzy Gillespie's. Right, yeah, yeah. No, it's not all, trombones. Yeah, not all uh, sex things. But, Fraser's uh, in the house. So uh, that was the motivation behind that. I thought it was just a, a dish that people ate. So that's weird. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on, and we'll start with some entertainment stories, and we'll begin with this one. Ben Affleck is opening up about his longstanding battle with alcoholism uh-huh. and the way it has impacted his uh, family. He really doesn't do interviews about this stuff at all. In 2018, he went through rehab for the third time after Jennifer Garner staged an intervention. He relapsed again in October. I'd like to apologize <laughs> to Jennifer Garner and her pool boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating them into my fantasy With life. TMZ publishing shots of him looking drunk outside a Halloween party. He has since worked to get sober again. The 47-year-old tells uh, Diane Sawyer in an interview that was released yesterday, uh, said that he doesn't want his kids to pay for his issues after watching his aunt, grandmother, and father struggle with alcohol. Yeah, they all had addiction problems. I did not know that. Yeah, we have uh, some clips, and I'm just going to play these because I have uh, quotes, and then I have clips, and none of it matches up, so let's roll. Here we go. I started to drink more and more and more, and it was really hard for me to accept that that meant I was an alcoholic. I was like, I can just go back. I was fine before. 
You know, I just need to take a break. I just need to slow down. I just need to, I, I'm okay. You know what I mean? This isn't me. And I start to drink every day. I come home from work and I start to drink and I just sit there and drink till I'm passed out on the couch. So he was hitting it hard. Mm. He was hitting it hard. And if you watch the uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot, Preston, and there was that scene that everyone talked about where he sort of riffs upon uh, Ben Affleck, where he is in life and what he cherishes. And it's done with a little bit of, of humor, but it's a guy who's... Finally hit a spot where he's like, okay, I know what I want the rest of my life to be. And that's what people are so touched about. Wow. And then he talks about uh, parenting being his priority. I really don't want my children to pay for my sins. I took the last half of the year off and I just got to be dad. Drive him to school, pick him up. Go to the swim meet. Come, you know, just That's where the parenting happens. It's in the cracks. It's in the moments where they're, you're just taking them back from soccer and they say something profound or they talk about how they're really feeling about something. That's where you get to be the parent. That's the joy of it. That's what I don't want to miss. He's right about that, man. Uh, But uh, he also opened up about his horror over his split uh, from Jennifer and the effect that it would have on their three children, Violet, Serafina, and Samuel. He said, I never thought uh, that I was going to get divorced. I didn't want to get divorced. I didn't want to be a divorced person. I really didn't want to be a split family with my children and it upset me because it meant I was uh, I wasn't who I thought I was and that was so painful and so disappointing in myself uh divorce and alcoholism he said are very painful uh they just are if there's something that your child is suffering that's a level of pain that is not easily gotten past not easily forgiven not easily forgotten and it's hard you're not going to avoid causing your kids pain all pain pain is part of life I take some comfort in that he said uh, but his latest movie, The Way Back, sees him playing a former basketball star who battled addiction and wants a career comeback, and that is coming out on March 6th. So that's part of the reason why he's doing these interviews, but he's opening up about his personal life. Yeah, and back. this movie looks really good. <laughs> yeah. it, it looks like one of those, you know, uh, like Hoosiers. Yeah, we yeah. have the director in studio <laughs> next week. Monday. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, so good on him, and hopefully he can stay the course and, uh, and, uh, and you know, be who he wants to yeah. be. Yeah. I hope so. He's a talented guy. Yeah. Uh, the obsessed ex of Drew Carey's former fiance, uh, Dr. Amy Harwick, may face the death penalty, according to Page Six. Uh, Gareth Pursehouse was released Tuesday night after posting $2 million bail. We talked about that yesterday and the charge that he threw Harwick off the balcony uh, to her death. Shortly after his release, which was greeted with widespread outrage, uh, Pursehouse was arrested on a no-bail warrant. Uh, the L.A. County D.A. announced... He was charged with murder and first-degree burglary with the special circumstances of lying in wait for his victim, and that additional layer makes him eligible for the death penalty. Is there... I didn't... I thought they, were, they had done away with the death penalty in California. Yeah, I don't know what the story is on that, Steve. Um, the defendant faces... It says, according to the assistant chief DA, Greg Riesling, the defendant faces the death penalty or life in prison without the possibility of parole if convicted as charged. So the perception is this guy waited... For her to get there so he could pitch her off the balcony. That's what they're claiming, yeah. So Jesus. A, de- a decision on whether to seek capital punishment will be made at a later date. Uh, she had had a restraining order against him, but that had expired. Uh, so Drew Carey and his friends are pushing to get stricter domestic violence laws enacted in the wake of her death. Well, this is brave, folks, right here. All right. At her most recent dinner party, Gwyneth Paltrow made an unusual and definitively goopy request of her guest... No makeup. Oh, my God. Wow. That's now, unbelievable. Yeah. That, that is unbelievable. What bravery these ladies Interesting. have. Demi Moore, Rumor Willis. Yes. When it comes to true heroes, no one can rival one Gwyneth Paltrow.
Uh, so Demi Moore, Rumor Willis. Can I try again? Yeah, Demi sorry. Moore, Rumor Willis, Kate Hudson, Rachel Zoe, Aaron Foster, and Alexandra Grant, artist and girlfriend of Keanu Reeves, were among the attendees who ditched the concealer and still agreed to pose for selfies with the lifestyle maven. And they Holy posted? crap, we're unpleasant oh, looking. Wow. They did. Jesus, we're not good looking. Now we can hit it. Posted outtakes from the outdoors uh, picnic, which included a feast of king salmon steaks, chicken with roast grapes, long-cooked kale, and sweet potato frites. Mm. Uh, she captioned the shots, no makeup, no filter, an amazing gathering of some of the best <laughs> women on the planet Earth. No Hashtab heads. Goop Glow. <laughs> yeah, Goop Glow. We uh-huh. have a an agreement on what to wear. Like, on certain uh, occasions, if we're just going to somebody's house, it's like, okay, are we... Getting dressed up, or can we wear sweatpants? And- right. I'm going to wear my Aquaman T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it'll be like sweatpants. This is a sweatpants night, like with my neighbors. If we're All just right. going to someone's house, is it like, are you going to have other people there? They're like other friends that I've never met that might be there. Okay, we got to get dressed up. If it's just us, sweatpants and a wine glass. Just qu- go ahead. Don't you hate it when the message gets uh, mixed up though? Because we went to a New Year's Eve party and I was told totally <laughs> right. cash, yeah, cash, completely yeah. cash. Oh yeah. Literally, I'm wearing jeans and a T-shirt. I walk in, people are wearing dressy. Uh, it I'm was- like black tie. I'm like, dude. Yeah. No, it wasn't that one. Oh, it wasn't? Oh, no. wasn't that oh one? I thought oh. it was that one. No, no. This yeah. is a different party. I'm like, seriously, I was told yeah. to be told casual. completely oh, man. And honestly, that's not your fault. And then you're no. left in, with the unenviable yeah. position of having to go around and explain, I was told, I was told. Exactly. I'm not disrespectful. I was told this yeah. was the dress yeah. code. Uh, but she, uh, Rumor, uh, Rumor Willis commented, such a lovely evening. Thank you for doing this. So lovely. So they go without makeup. It's gooptastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What else we have here? Uh, love is in the air, just not the way Bachelor fans were expecting. Peter Weber was photographed out with show producer Julie LaPlaca. What? Uh-huh. And what looks so like... So an actual employee on the show, not one of the Bachelorettes. No. And, uh, apparently they were out at what looked like a date at a winery. At a winery. To page six. Where they have wine. Rumors of their romance have been rocking Bachelor Nation. La Placa was also spotted spending New Year's Eve with Weber and his family at Carmine's in New York City. What the hell? So this is sort of tipping the hand. Mm-hmm. On uh, all that's going on. Do you remember that first season of MTV, Preston? It's happened subsequent times where um, the cast members uh, of uh, Real World uh, were banging crew members. Oh, really? Yeah. That was that, in that first? Yeah, the first season actually happened no a couple kid. times. In fact, on Very Cavallari, uh, she talked about having um, a relationship with one of the cameramen on the show. Okay. So, y- y- listen, it, it really ruins the sanctity and mm. honesty of the best. <laughs> Well, here's another one. Bachelorette alum and Gigi Hadid ex Tyler Cameron uh, has a new role. Uh, he's working as a general contractor on Quibi's Barkitecture. I put a nail in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> he and interior designer uh, Delia Kenza. Don't touch that, Raven. It's hot! Are set to host the show, which involved building and designing lavish, customizable dog houses for pups of Hollywood stars like Lisa Vanderpump and Rumor Willis. I builded it. (laughs) A doggy house. Look at that. I builded it. (laughs) It's got a car garage. It's a dog. (laughs) Uh, 
All right. Uh, so that's a show, gang. Yeah. Building a, riveting. lavish dog houses for celebrities. Does he have any sort of carpentry chops? I guess he or does. Or is he just a, a good-looking guy they hand a hammer to? I don't know. Starts uh, hitting himself in the head. I, I mean, listen, I watch a lot of HGTV. And, uh, <laughs> is that you? <laughs> and, they, you know, they're kind of giving shows to everybody. I mean, yeah. Vanilla Ice has his thing. Uh, it's it's. Vanilla Ice knows he knows his stuff though. Uh, He's actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily know if he actually knows his stuff yeah. or if you know they if they're, if they're they making edited. it. Uh, yeah, it's a point. But uh, I just saw another one with Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. They uh really? they were flipping houses. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Flipping houses. So <laughs> here's the deal: they weren't doing it for profit. Whatever profit they made off the house, they donated to charity. I was like, well, that's cool. Yeah, but, uh, you know, you just got to... Are they the ones really going into... No, no, no. Dwayne Wade was barely there. Yeah. Don't okay. lie to us, Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Don't you dare. All right, the ladies of the First Wives Club are reuniting. That means Goldie Hawn, Diane Keaton, and Bette Midler are set to reunite, though. It's in a com. It's not the same series. It's not the same... Uh, Movies? ...premise. So right. uh, it's a comedy that has him dealing with the fact that they were all married to the same man. Uh, the movie, called Family Jewels, shows what happens when the trio is forced to spend Christmas together after their ex dies in a New York City department store. Well, they play nicely together. They do play nicely I enjoyed together. that movie. Uh, Amanda Bynes made headlines recently for getting engaged and sharing the news publicly after several years off of the radar. And now she's sharing a shot of herself uh, of her graduation from the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in L.A., uh, she said, and I quote, sup, Instagram. Sup. <laughs> Just want to say hi to all of my followers, and I really wanted to say I appreciate you guys so much for supporting me. She said, I wanted to check in, let you know that I'm out to dinner right now with my friend Kathy, who's a student advisor from at uh, FIDM, my college, and I'm really looking forward to starting my clothing line, and I'm hoping in the near future it'll be out online. How old is she? Good question. She's 33. 33. All right. She's had a lot of issues. Yep. She's under the care. I think there's still the power of attorney and everything rests with her parents. Conservatorship. Yeah. So that's the deal. But uh, she also posted today a uh, sort of lengthy apology to people. Remember, she was in the initial stages when everyone said, oh, she's flat out crazy. She was calling people ugly online all the time. That was her thing. And so she issued sort of a flat out apology saying, she was on all sorts of drugs and having all sorts of uh, mood swings and all that stuff. So hopefully uh, she's doing well. She's a year sober, she says. We're looking at a video of her. Nick, is that an actual tattoo on her face? Do we know? I believe it's two tattoos on her face. I think the one above her eye is one as well. And uh, she has that uh, bad heart. I mean, it looks like I drew it um, yeah. on her cheek. And, uh, yeah, she just posted this eight hours ago. She's also disabled all comments on her Instagram account. Okay, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to see what that's all about. But well, okay. Uh, what else we have here for you? A um, couple of projects in the works. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars will appear on Showtime this summer, and what the cabler is calling a special edition. Are they actually going to drag race? I wouldn't that, with like full blown hot rods. Do that high heels and big hair <laughs> with top <laughs> fuel, <laughs> top fuel vehicles, <laughs> giant, <laughs> giant. Wigs that are on top of the helmets that they ride in. Oh, Where, uh, I think, strike a pose. Yeah, I think that would be that'd be a show to watch. No helmets, no flame retardant gear. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, Casey, do that again. Ice China there? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Just getting that female. To... Oh, I want, all right. I want to hear that again. Hold on. As, as, as they take off, 
I want to hear China <laughs> as they hit the gas. Hang on a second. Dog. And green. That's a show we would watch. Uh, the eight-episode season will bow June 5th and follow Drag Race's 12th season at VH1, which premieres uh, February 28th. <laughs> so that's happening. John Cusack is in talks to star alongside J.K. Simmons and Mark uh, in Mark Polanski's dark heist thriller called My Only Sunshine. Um, the film follows the story of a dysfunctional couple, a bank robbery gone awry, and a violent hostage negotiation. Hmm. Project is set to begin in the spring. And then I saw this other project. Under- I thought I thought Liam Neeson was done doing action films. Didn't he say he was going to stop doing that? Well, like the, yes, back? he was done doing that. Remember, he had that really bad press tour for the Mr. Plow movie? Yes. Uh, which uh, did not go well. Well... Listen to this. So, they're getting fans are getting their first peek at Liam Neeson in the action rescue film The Ice Road. Another one. So they're still out there. Is this the same show? No, it's not. Okay, so Lawrence Fishburne is going to store is also star in the story of a rescue mission over a frozen ocean to save trapped miners. Uh, So they're going on a frozen ocean. To save trapped miners? I guess so. Under the frozen ocean? Yeah. And are they fighting apes? (laughs) That Ice Road Trucker show. I mean, that's... Basically. Yeah, that's what this is. With Liam Neeson? Yeah. It allows me to help miners trapped under frozen oceans, Uh, especially when they're attacked by gorillas. The Die Hard with with the Vengeance (laughs) and Armageddon writer Jonathan Hensley is directing that. The the actual, the Mr. Plow movie, and I forget the name, the actual name of it, but it's actually a well-done revenge movie. Okay. with With a wry wit to it. In other words, there's sort of like a going uh, body count that pops up on the screen. Oh, really? There was no indication of that when he was promoting the movie. He went into this dark thing about some sort of racial component to a revenge thing oh, he was yeah, seeking. Yeah, you remember yeah, all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So that totally yeah. eradicated that, yeah. what was really sort of a dark comedy. Really? Yes, it is. It was called Cold Pursuit. Cold Pursuit. So you saw it? I saw it. Worth seeing? It's not bad. It's okay. certainly right. not what it was. What you would have believed the way he was conducting those interviews. See, I'm okay. kind of a sucker for re- revenge movies. I love revenge uh, movies. Did you see Peppermint, by the way? Yes, I did. I enjoyed it. Again, that's a revenge movie with Jennifer right. Garner. Yeah, there was, yeah. And her pool boy, right. Ben Affleck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Um, we should get on to the the uh, movies opening. because oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. I you thought I was going to say What's clips. going on here? Not the Klimps. But uh, we have a couple of movies opening headed out to the theater. You need to know what to be looking for. We're going to start with this movie, The Call of the Wild. Uh, It's an adventure directed by Chris Sanders and his stars, uh, Mr. Harrison Ford. Also, uh, Bradley Whitford, Karen Gillan, and a bunch Ooh, of others. Love Karen Gillan. A man and his dog find the adventure of their lifetimes in the Alaskan wilderness. It is rated PG. It is an hour and 45 minutes long, and it has a 72% at Rotten Tomatoes so far. I don't think I gave this a fair shake, and I'm going to go see it this weekend with my dad. It's his favorite book of all time. He asked to go see it, and uh, I'm going to take my son and, and my mom as well. Um, 
And the cartoon dog is a little distracting, but I think the movie <laughs> itself and Harrison Ford are supposed to be pretty great. So yep. I'm, I'm going to go in with a, That's an, the open, word. an open mind on him. The word, Nick, is that uh, Harrison Ford brings that, you know, because I love this story. I yeah. love this book. I, I, again, I'm re- I am highly recommending this movie on Disney Plus called Togo. They decided to use an actual dog. Uh, presuming that we all know what a dog looks like and would be thrown off by a CGI dog. Mm. But that aside and all this stuff, apparently um, it it has a very heartfelt uh, deal. So that's cool. It's just weird when you see the CGI dog sitting next to Harrison Ford. Going, Uh, that opens today. Then you have Brahms the Boy 2. Oh, Oh, the second one. Yes. I saw the boy one. It sucks. Really? <laughs> it was horrible. But here's the I, deal. I, I, I mean, in fact, the whole conceit of it ends up being nothing like what you. Sus- <laughs> but Steve, all you need to get a successful horror film is a really good trailer with a creepy kid. Yes, and and that'll get the tickets. And from what I understand, it's the same cheat in this movie. Yeah, like it, it's. I don't want to give it away, but it's not what you think. Okay, think of the most. Think of the most boring possibility of what this is, okay. and you're right. Okay. All right, so it's a horror film uh, directed by William Brent Bell, stars Katie Holmes, Ralph Innocent. Uh, boy discovers a doll that brings terror to him and his family. It's rated PG-13, hour and 26 minutes. There is no score from Rotten Tomatoes on this yet. I, I guarantee you it would scare me, though, you know? I, like, I love, uh, listen, yeah. I, we love The Conjuring, and we love Annabelle. Annabelle. And and uh, uh, and so... Um, we don't love that. I, I won't watch it because I'm a too The last Annabelle movie was really well done. Yeah. And I, I thought, you know, again... All this stuff with ventriloquist dummies or whatever, anything like that, you you, you you do it right, it could be scary. They take the least frightening option and run with it for two movies. Mm. Hopefully you brush your teeth. Hopefully you brush your teeth. Oh, we have a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> All right, those are the movies over to this weekend, and I got some clips to play for you. And guess what? The first one is about a movie we already, or is from a movie we already talked about. The Call of the Wild. <laughs> Shows that nothing, not even Mother Nature, can break the bond between man and dog. And in this clip, Harrison Ford talks about Buck's character's arc in the movie. All right, now, I haven't heard this yet, but do you think we're going to get... I think we're probably going to get that. A really gruffy Harrison Ford. Here we go. Buck, who has suffered at the hand of man, finds a new life in the wild. And we, having seen what he's been through, celebrate his new freedom and understanding of another way of life. Uh, Call of the Wild is in theaters today. You would be taking on quite a risk to take on a CGI dog because my guess is he would have laser eyes. Yeah. Mm. Right? Yep. All right, next clip. Anya Taylor-Joy looks to expand her range as an actress in this newest adaptation of Jane Austen's iconic novel, Emma. Oh, I like her. In this clip, Anya discusses playing the role of Emma that's uh, so flawed. Here we go. I really wanted to stay true to what Austen herself had said about the character, which was that she'd written a character that no one but herself would much like. Whilst it did make it hard to play Emma at random times, because I definitely had to go into a nastier side of my psyche, um... I think it's I think it's the right Emma. I think it's the version that she wrote. 
<laughs> Stop it. Come oh, on. Emma opens in theaters today, by the way. She's in uh, Split, right? Yeah. It's the same actress I'm thinking of. It is. Yeah. And we have her in studio next week. Oh, I love her. Get yeah. out of here. She's so yeah. good. Uh, and she's in, she's in the new X-Men movie, Preston. She plays Wolverine. Stop it. No. Who's she playing? Any she, idea? I forget who she's playing, but this one has a more, this is a reboot. Uh, not a reboot, but it, it comes in on the horror side. And um, it's uh, they're, they're all sort of at a at a dark uh, uh, like a uh, hospital facility where they're Nick, trying to. You, can you can you look up her and find out who she's playing in this, the next X Men movie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's it, it's what now? It's so it's it, they're they're taking uh, it's it's part of the new um you know the new the next wave of Marvel films and they're they're coming in. This has more of a horror element to it where they're 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 sort of trapped in this hospital. Okay. We have it here in the uh, the trailers up there. It says the New Mutants. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Second, yeah. She's going to play Rasputin. Ileana Rasputin. I have to go back and see who that is. I do know the New Mutants, but it's been a long time since Nick, I didn't read much of their titles. Who's Rasputin in literature? <clears throat> He's Russian. Yes. He's, <laughs> yeah. He's not literature. He He's real. real. Oh, is that what it yeah. was? Yeah. He had a huge penis. <laughs> he did. did in he fact, really? They yes, have it stored someplace. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's at the uh, Stugerium. No, it's not at the Stugerium. <laughs> no? But they actually have it. They have it in formaldehyde. He was a, he was a, a mystic. Yes, he was. Yeah. A, he was like a, a a religious advisor of sorts. Uh, so that was Rasputin, <laughs> and he had a huge dong. Okay, Rasputin's huge dong. It's a band's name. <laughs> we got a lot going on today. Uh, John Heffron stopping by. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club this weekend. Uh, we also have. I've been told a whole lot of stuff to give away. Contest. Uh, so we may have to do a contest. Yeah. We'll see if we can uh, spend some time doing that. You know what? Speaking of stuff to give away, let me give away two pairs of passes for ladies only for our sorority night this coming Tuesday at the Flyers game. Yeah. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR is the number. We have our own special area that we're going to be in. By own special area, I mean, this, this place has like couches and a fireplace while you watch the hockey game it's crazy it's so i haven't nice. been into it yet it's re- I, the, the word that comes to mind is sexy yeah they just they i, I can't tell you guys what a, what a great job they did i can't wait for you guys to see it. what's the name of it again i gotta the, write it down the assembly room it's, it's all the way upstairs it's where the balcony suites used to be and um like i said yesterday i'm, I'm kind of cynical when it comes to uh, arenas redoing places and uh, you know it always seems to me like to be a bit a bit of a ticket grab the way the Wells Fargo Center did this, they did it right. So we'll do callers 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR. Ladies only, you, the guest you have to bring is has to be female as well because it's our sorority party and uh, it's just us girls. That's how we roll. Uh, so let's get you on board for that and we'll do some other giveaways at some point this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment and uh, we'll see what we can get into together. Stay put. Join Brent Porsche Friday from 6 to 8 at KC Drexel Hill, 812 Lansdowne Avenue for Pacifico official cardboard classic pre-party. Enjoy $3 Pacifico dress and register to win a Pacifico VIP cardboard classic experience, including VIP access for four to watch the classic, an overnight stay, and lift tickets. Click events at WMMR.com for complete details. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. Mind if I do a couple of shout-outs? By all means. There's a couple of really early. Uh, th- these are birthdays, and look, I'm going to miss them if I don't do them now, so they're not for another week or two. But anyway, uh, this is from uh, Jen. Says, hey, let a shout-out for my uh, two friends and co-workers uh, somewhere in the week of both their birthdays, uh, the 26th and the 28th. Uh, Megan Hall and uh, Eliza Goldstein 
Uh, and I work with them. I work on the same managing uh, team managing Pico Fitness Centers. Uh, they work in the Pico building downtown, and I'm in Kennett Square, so we don't get to see each other too often, but I got them hooked on the Preston and Steve show. Yay! Aliza is a devout Presbyterian, <laughs> and she completely fangirled when uh, we went to see the Saint show in November. Uh, they're great ladies, and it would make their day to hear a shard out from you all. Thank you so much. You guys rock, and that is from Jen. So here you go. Shard for you guys. And by the way, Saint, we got a show tomorrow night, one of the last shows. I'm leaving the band. I made that announcement yesterday because my hearing issues that I have. So we're playing JT Brewski's tomorrow night. Are we officially calling it the second to last waltz? In Delaware County. The second to last waltz is tomorrow night. All right. So uh, come out if you can. We're going to have a good time. Uh, this one says, hey, shout out to my husband, Mark. Uh, one of our amazing adopted kitties is really sick. She is my little baby. I love her to the moon and back. And my loving husband has been taking such good care of her, spoon feeding her water, staying at home from work. So if you guys get some time, do please give a shout out to Mark and Princess Wizzles. <laughs> Would appreciate it. Love you guys so much. Uh, keep on keeping on. Uh, much peace and love. And that is from uh, Katie. And it says from Kitty Cat. So here you go. <laughs> Yeah, John, I'm not coming in today. I'm going to be taking care of Princess Wizzles. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't need me on the on the construction site. Uh, Joe will not be in today. He's taking care of Princess Wizzles. And then the last one says, hey, my husband, Scott McIvy. No, Scott McVeigh. Okay. Uh, is always telling me how much he loves your show, and uh, often he explodes with laughter, spitting coffee all over the cab of his concrete truck because you guys are so hilarious. March 3rd is his 50th birthday. I'm a little early on this. Could you please, please, please surprise him by wishing him a happy birthday on the air? It would definitely be the best present you receive, and it would mean so much to us both. So here's a shart, and that is from uh, Melissa. So I have to imagine a concrete truck is very heavy. Yes. yes. That, by the way, that shart came in via fax. Oh. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, this was just sitting on my yeah. stuff over here. It came here. in at 1993, <laughs> Prester. And we just got yeah. it. Yeah. Please wow. play sport or not a sport. Oh, well, we'll get right on that. <laughs> Um, I saw an interesting article, and uh, even after I read it, Marissa sent it over to me because she wanted to jump in on the conversation. Uh, but apparently there, uh, a ticket-selling platform called TickPick surveyed over a 1,000 people on their experience with music, and they found out uh, when particip- the average participant recalled hearing their all-time favorite band for the first time and what age that would have been. So okay. think about who your all-time... Do you have an all-time favorite band? I do. Yeah. And I learned about them during the Bronze Age. You did. Is yeah. that, or are you talking about your physical age? Okay. Your physical age, yeah. yes. Uh, I do, and it's the Beatles. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And uh, Casey, obviously, Fish is yours. Nick, Pearl Jam is your all-time favorite band, right? And I know the age. What was the age? 16. All right, how about you, Case? Uh, I was 18 when I heard them for the first time. Okay. Uh, Marissa, you joined in on this conversation you sent me. Do you know what... Do you have an all-time favorite band? Because you sent me a list of, like, five bands. Yeah, I'm, I have a really hard time picking one band, but I think I narrowed down to right at 13, there were four bands that I loved and to this day I still love. It's Bob Dylan, Goldfinger, uh, Green Day, and STP. Okay. Oh, wow. I and, thought Foo Fighters would be in there. Yeah, Foo yeah. Fi- yes, yeah. You're, you're a massive Foo Fighters fan. I think I didn't like Foo Fighters until a few years later, until high school. Uh, Do you know what, Preston? I was younger than this. I, I don't know what age they say most people do find out their favorite band, but I had a, a, an older brother. My older brother, Gene, is nine years older than I am. And so he got into the Beatles, and I was, I, you know, I don't know, I was eight. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, so I, I kept hearing that stuff immediately, um, and uh, and I loved it. When uh, I, I discovered the Beatles, is were my all-time favorite band. Um, I was in, 
I think I want to say I was in fifth grade. Now, I knew of them, but yes. when I decided, wow, I really want to dive into all of this. I yeah. love every bit of this music. It was around that. So fifth grade is about 11? Uh, yeah, 10, 10, 11. 10 yeah. 11. I was 18. Like I got Kathy, you have an all-time favorite band? No. Okay. Nope. I mean, I have like, you know. You like ba- music. Yeah. I, bands that I like and I would continue to go see, but I don't have one all-time favorite band. So, so the average age for the first time you hear your all-time favorite band is around 13 years old. Oh, 13. No That's according to this uh, this particular study or the research they did. I th- I wonder if it's, it runs um, a- along with the first time you acquire um, a-, a device to listen to your music on. For on me, your own. Yeah. You know, I, I, like, I remember, Steve, uh, having my own Walkman, and then at, <laughs> at 13... Starting to get into rock music that was mine and not my parents. Where you could have sway over it. So I got my Nick. I got my first uh, gramophone. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I remember the, the, the it, was, it was a, it was a column like a, with uh, little nubs on it. I yeah. crank it and and it was it was amazing to hear the Beatles that way. It was Edison saying Mary had a little lamb, right? Now a new song from the Beatles. I now my second favorite band, which is Rush, that was around 13. That was about okay. when I discovered them right. and or, you know, first I'd, I'd heard of a couple of songs and then somebody played 2112 for me and I was like, hold on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and then I wanted to dive into it and then I started really fanning out. The phenomenon know? now is, so my, my music runs like, uh, like I love, uh, I love alternative stuff. I love, I love contemporary. I, I mean, it, it runs all over the gamut. I think of um, really, so you take kids in the 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 range now, they can hear something, you know, and we've said this before, they like a band or find something that they like, and lo and behold, there's 12 albums out already. You know, you know I mean, they, and, they can get a whole catalog. And here's another thing, because my oldest son, Parker, while he does love the Beatles, and I would put them as his first favorite band, but the majority of songs that he listens to, I don't even consider to be songs. So he goes on, like EDM. Now he goes on YouTube, and there are these. Basically, they're like parody songs about video games and stuff like that. Oh, really? Like, wait, yeah. Who, who, who listens to this? Parker does. Okay. And it's all that's about, his world, though. It's all about you know uh, it's Fortnite and and you know and all these different games, and yeah. and they're they're like uh, like rap or uh, songs or parody songs. And I mean, but he listens to them all the time. Wow. It's music to him. It's. Huh. Yeah. You know, I see it as just parody, throwaway yeah. novelty stuff. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, but, that's kind of how I feel about like certain punk music, music and stuff like that. I'm like, what? You know, and I remember asking it was a comedian who was in here. What What is it about punk music that you like? The sound, you know, and yeah. he, he was like, it's it's kind of it's it's a feel. It's, it's a, visceral. It, yeah, yeah, it's a visceral feel. No, that I get he that. Has. Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, my favorite band didn't re- really even release an album until. I was 14 years old. Is that so? Fish ended up on your radar yeah, but when at, you were 14. No, no, no. I'm just saying that they didn't even release an album until I was 14, and weren't really ever mainstream. So when did you? That's why it, it, it took so long for me to find them. But at 13 years old, Guns N' Roses was my favorite band. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I was I was just about to ask you what you thought about GNR because uh, you and I are the same age. Yeah. And I remember vividly when uh, Appetite came out. Yeah. And uh, Steve again talking to like. Owning your own rock music. My parents, uh, probably to this day, still don't like Guns N' Roses, but I did. My and mom, my, my loved friends them, did. Though. Did they? Did yeah, you really? Yeah. So did my mom. <laughs> I remember coming yep. home from a dance, St. Kevin's dance, and 
She surprised me. She bought the GNR Lies album for wow. me. And, like, she really bought it for herself. Did she, but, because like, of You patience? said your, your mom got on their tour bus, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did she no. like the song Patience? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sweet Child of Mine is her favorite song. Oh, wow. She loves that song. But, uh, you know, so that maybe kind of helped out with, uh, you know, me being able Because, you know, I had friends that listened to heavy metal when yeah. I was younger. And I remember listening to Ride the Lightning in my dining room. And, my, like, my sister came and she's like, why? Are you listening to this? And I'm like, I don't know because my friend like it. Yeah, right. So let me ask yeah. you about your yeah. mom and GNR. But like, like cuts like it's so easy and stuff like that. She did she like that, dude? I don't I don't know. Panties around your knees with your ass in the breeze doing that. Yeah, I can grind with the pump and squeeze. I'm sure. I am sure. Panties she on your that. knees with your ass in Maybe. the breeze. Come on, everybody. The mashed potatoes are up. Um, Maybe your mom's not a lyrics kind of a person. Little and sweet. Mom's more about the, the listen, guitar. I'm yeah. surprised. My mom loved ACDC and, yeah. and Guns N' Roses and all that stuff. She just, you know. My dad wore a Guns N' Roses shirt for the longest time. No, I mean, really? Yeah, absolutely. So we always had, again, we always had a, a strong rock influence in the house. And I think that's. Uh, that's a good entree, you know. I've been watching my kids go uh, discover their favorite bands, and you know, my my middle uh, child uh, Carter is when he d- fell into the music of Queen, he was like, "This is incredible! Yeah, this is yeah. amazing!" And he just he just uh, submersed himself in that, and I'm very very proud of that fact because I. I, t- I turned him on to it. Yeah. I'm like, you need to check this guy, Freddie Mercury, out. That and he just didn't automatically recoil at something his dad was yeah. introducing him to. Yeah, he was pretty transfixed by the whole thing and, and Freddie's presence because I showed him a video. Uh, but then my daughter, on her own, went and threw a friend and has found her favorite band, which she lives and breathes for, which is 21 Pilots. Right, yeah. And I'm very proud of her because she loves that music. It's good, substantive music. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and and I'm happy for that fact that, uh, that, that she has had found a favorite. You know, yeah. I, I think it's really cool. Um, but they're finding that the data shows that friends are the biggest influence on music tastes. Yeah. Followed by radio. Yes. Much, films. Fathers, mothers, TV, and other sources. Okay. Siblings. Uh, siblings, I guess. Yeah, it's not mentioned huh. in here, but yeah. Older siblings? Does it mention? No, but that's where I got a lot of info. That yeah, was me. That was a, a, a younger sibling probably, you know, introducing to the Wiggles. There you go. Siblings, 33%. 48% of respondents said their older sibling yeah. exposed them to music their parents wouldn't have approved of. Yeah, that makes sense. Way. Yeah, because yeah. I'm the oldest and I didn't get anything from my younger uh, brothers until later in life when they introduced me to other bands. But, um... For me, it was friends uh, when you talk about Pearl Jam, and I remember vividly driving up and down the Blue Route, and uh, my friend Chris Cornaccia had a Subaru, and in the back, we would sit in the back, and he put in 10. He put in the, the cassette, and you and when you would, he had one of those fancy cassette players where you could advance song to song to song and not mm. just hit the record, you know, hit the forward button, um, and we would listen to Alive and Even Flow and Jeremy over and over again, and like, to me, that's, it's a vivid memory in my mind. Yeah. Marissa? Yeah, I'm, I'm relating each one of those bands I mentioned earlier to to a thing. So first was uh, Bob Dylan because I heard Hurricane on the Dazing and Fuse soundtrack. Yeah. And so my dad was like, oh, wait, you like this guy? Let me introduce you to that. So my dad and I had Bob Dylan. How old How old were you at that time? That came out in 96. Yeah. So I was 13. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And to, then, to get into Dylan, yeah. uh, uh, you know, with, with, uh, with the other music you like, 
is is wild. Yeah, well, I had no idea what I was like. I yeah. was singing along to Hurricane, not realizing the social impact of right, the right, song yeah. that I was listening to, and then stealing the Dookie album from my brother, which <laughs> just totally blew my mind. And like that artwork, um, and then Goldfinger was you guys playing that on the radio? <laughs> yeah, oh, back so at Y one hundred, we yeah. did play a lot of that. Yeah, so yeah. There are, there's my life in music. Yep. Speaking of Dookie, and I'll have the story coming up in music news, but apparently uh, the other night, it might have been last night. I'm not sure, but uh, two nights ago. Uh, Green Day were all uh, bowling and doing karaoke in Lancaster. Really? Yes. Yeah. They're working on their, uh, yeah. their production for their show. Well, Butch Walker lives out there. And yeah. so Butch, Butch, who's a bit uh, a history with MMR, um, and uh, we, we did a band on the boat with him years who's ago. Butch Walker? He's a, he's a singer-songwriter, but he's also a producer, and he's okay. producing the, the next record with these There's, guys. Nick, also, some of the best engineers in recording are Amish. And okay. a lot of people don't yeah, know well, that. <laughs> you know, you have to be a real Technology, genius. Yeah, we're going to do an album raising. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's also like, I don't necessarily know how to uh, word it, like, but basically a soundstage out there because I just found out that like Fish goes out there to, to warm up before their yeah, like, yeah, course yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll, I've got the details coming up in music, oh, news, okay. but there's a, there's a big thing in Lancaster where a lot of bands go and, and get that stuff done. All right, let me get uh, to some. Is there something else? You're what, I, what I was gonna say is like uh, there weren't there aren't many albums that you really can listen to like you know front to back, back to front. Uh, and and that's why, like, when I was growing up, and you know, in those formative years, the mixtape was like an art, you know, and and just you know having the the flow be right, and that's like we were talking about siblings. You know, my older brother was was a major influence in the in the music that I had listened to, and he had put the mixtapes together. So that's all I was going to say. All right, all right. Let me go to there. Matt. Hey, Matt, you're on the air. Good morning. You guys rock. Wow. Thanks, man. What's up, dude? Tell us about the uh, the your favorite band, musical influence, so on. So, uh, so I'm pretty young. I'm only like 23, but uh, back in like I'd say it was the mid 2000s, uh, my parents got me an iPod, uh, and it had all their music on it because I didn't really know any music at the time. And uh, the one band that stuck out to me was Kiss because uh-huh. uh, the artwork and had all of, you know the cool face paint and everything. So when I was like, it was in 2009, so I must have been around like 12. My dad took me to the Kiss Alive 35 show in uh, the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, and that was like my first ever concert experience. I remember it vividly, seeing a bunch of grown guys walking <laughs> around in, uh, in makeup, and yeah. it was just like, yeah, so, mind blowing, man. <laughs> so, so Matt, that's you're, you're right in line with that. This, you know, you, you got your own device to listen to the music on, and I think now. Because honestly, when I when I was a kid, I, I mean, I was not into like doo-wop and you know, I mean, so stuff that would have predated me. <clears throat> you know, I, I was it, it. I never found myself listening to that. So yeah, uh, and and it, it just. I think honestly, I think the 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 volume of really. I, I hate to sound pompous about this general format, but the amount of good music available now is much larger. If you're talking about rock and uh, pop music, than it was years ago. My parents didn't influence me at all. Yeah, uh, nothing, with, with right? Music. I mean, what were they into? Uh, they were into, well... Death a, metal? No, a lot of country. Um, and uh, however, you know, like Tom Jones was really big at I that time. Tom Jones, 1970, yeah. so I do like some of that stuff. But but they didn't really have favorite groups or anything that... Um, Same. Uh, that, that I would be influenced by. My father would listen. This is what you like. They, they'd put on stuff like on a... You know, they they would they would have a few pops, as my uh, my dad would say, and it was like on the weekends, and I'd hear everything from Roy Clark to Wagner's Ring trilogy <laughs> to the soundtrack to Born Free mm-hmm. to like Vic, all this weird stuff, 
And after a while, you're like, oh, okay, I, I guess that's it. But when you get control, when you get control of your own music and your own device, yeah. that's, as we said earlier, that's where you start to really and that's, uh, develop your taste. That's true. But I was lucky because my parents listened to MMR. You know, my parents oh, lived here. And, and so, like, I was introduced to, quote, unquote, classic rock through my parents, through this radio station, you know. So yeah. I was I was loving, uh, you know, the, the band like Beatles and Stones and The Who because of their love of MMR. I'm Pierre Robert. <laughs> <laughs> The Nighthawk? 15 years old. <laughs> My mom used to clean the house to Donna Summers. So that's, oh, what, oh, really? that's what I grew up listening yeah. to. By the way, uh, so there's there's a uh, there's a bit of research here that talks about parents who have tried to influence their child's music tastes. Uh, so I, I think you, you, you may try to do that to some extent, try to turn them on to what you like, and sure. hopefully they like it and you have that sure. in common. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the percentage... Who have tried to influence their child's music taste by preferred music genre. So, seventy the highest percentage who have tried to influence their children tried to influence them into indie rock, indie music. Uh, next is hard rock. That's 75%. It says percentage who have tried to influence their child's music taste by preferred music genre. 75% indie rock. You know, Spielberg tried to turn uh, his daughter on to indie rock, and she's doing porn now. Yeah. Doing porn. <laughs> uh, fathers were more likely than mothers to try to influence their child's music uh, taste if they were fans of indie rock, by the way. Uh, also followed by jazz, country and folk, classical and pop. Regular. Let- Rock isn't on there. Mothers were more likely than fathers to try to influence their child's music taste if they were fans of hard rock, classic rock, heavy metal. The chicks are rocking. Yeah, man. yeah, absolutely. I love it. I mean, look, look at Sarah here. She's she's a complete yeah rock chick. I, when and, you, and hers all came from her parents. Yes, really. Oh, so, yeah. so really. So Kathy, if you as uh, you know, we try to get the cats to listen to stuff, but we don't have kids. <laughs> they, they don't though. So so, uh, but when you do, do, you just kind of put it on and walk away like let's see. Happens, or do you say, "Hey, check this out"? A little bit of both. A little right? bit of both. Okay. So yeah. the Beatles, we just kind of put on, right? And and they all love the Beatles, which is great. I tried a couple of times to play some Rush for my kids, <laughs> and, it, and I'm like, "You should listen to this." I'm like, you know, yeah. this is really cool, complex. <laughs> Awesome musicianship. Don't just yeah. hear it. Listen. Right over their head. What you have to do is then remember the times like Casey has tried to get you to listen to Fish or you've tried to get Casey to listen to something. And and one time, so my daughter and I play this game where we'll go in the car and we'll do one for one. She'll play a song, right. uh, and it's always a 21 Pilot song. And then I will try to find something in my catalog that kind of matches the tone of that song. We do this, try to match right, right, right. Uh, the, the, the theme or the, the, the texture of the song. We play this little game back and forth. Or sometimes we'll say, I'll play a cool song, you play a cool song. So one time I put on, I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to swing for this one, you know. I'm going right. to try to try something a little Scroll bit different. Scroll nut zippers. No, no. I put on like, uh, uh, I think it was like, so this is love from Van Halen or, oh. or, or, or it might have been, uh, mm-hmm. or, you know, Mean Street or some banging. Right. Van Halen song, and at the end of the song, I go, oh, I didn't know if you'd like that or not. She goes, yeah, I checked out about halfway into it. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <no. laughs> but she was honest with yeah. me. Yeah. I didn't like it, old man. Yeah. I think, too, part of it is just, like, parents telling the children, like, with, with Jace, he's only eight, but he'll be like, I don't like your music. Turn it off. He he wants to listen to something else. Meanwhile... What's he listening to? But he, but but meanwhile, it's not... It's just because I'm listening to it. Right. It's not because he doesn't like it. He goes to um, this garage band school, and oh, yeah. um, and Mike, the guy that runs it, will have them play a song, and, and now all of a sudden he loves it. I'm like, that's the song I had on the radio, you know, two weeks ago. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, it wasn't. You little it was, punk. It was a different song. 
Uh, Press, I do the same thing with my kids, uh, and it's funny because my oldest, uh, she hates fish. Yeah. And so she and I don't necessarily see eye to eye on our musics because uh, a lot of times um, when we do one for one, it'll be fish on my side. And it'll be like show tunes on her side. I'm like, oh my god, how many times can I listen to the Newsy soundtrack? What what a what hellacious other 14, trip that must be. What other 14 year old girl out there is listening to Newsies? <laughs> she loves it though. She, she loves, that's her deal. She loves show tunes. And they, you know they, what? My sister was like that. Did you see Modern Family? Uh, they they uh, they had a perfect episode of this. The uh, uh, Cam and Mitch have their their daughter. Yeah, and and so she's into this this. Uh, a YouTube star who's, you know, this this singer and so on and so forth. And and that was like last year. Yeah. And then they get in the car. It turns out she loves to listen to like like thrash rock now. <laughs> and it, it totally changes. You know, and and that's that's how, you know, you, 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 you go through your musical taste. You jump around a lot. My mm-hmm. son will often take the um control of, of and I have to give it to him. Like by the way, uh let me just a uh, side note here. It the general rule as a passenger in a car. Don't touch the radio. You don't touch the radio unless you're asked to, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Touch my radio. Dude, Chuck yeah. goes in and he he touches my volume no. or, or like like right Can't away. Oh, no, like, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. Uh, I mean, I don't have passengers in my car very often because we, uh, yeah, I just, uh, no, you don't touch the radio. You don't well, touch the radio. driver's privilege. Yeah. Touch my dong first, then you can touch yeah. the radio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? That's the cost. There's yeah, the, cost. the cost. All right, I was in the car with my best friend over the weekend, and uh, she listens to the radio so loud, like ridiculous, and now having a conversation with me like this and not turning it down. So I did go over, but I kind of did it when she like turned her head and I tried to turn the, the volume down just a little bit so we could have a damn conversation. I'm okay with that. I'm all right. all right with that. If they're trying, if you're trying to talk or grab the wheel, yeah. But listen, yeah. and also, I I would never do that. In, I would never do that in one of your cars. Right. Maybe Nick's, but right. I would never do that in one of your. You know what I mean? Like it would have to be somebody that I was. What? Why, why <laughs> Nick? Shut, 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 shut up. Oh. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. It would have to be somebody that I was like my best friend. I was really close with. I'm okay if I turned down her radio. Right. Yeah. All right, Marissa. Never giving you a ride anyway. I want to defend Chuck because I saw this as a backseat a backseat driver between the two of them. When we turned on the car, it was in the middle of some like fish jam, and it was cranked to like twenty. And Chuck was just like, "Oh no 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 no," and okay. turned it down. So I defend right. him a little bit. No, don't defend him at all because I mean it's it's what he does all the time. But listen, I li- I listen to my music loud. But see, that's give what I'm saying. A, You're close me... with Chuck. Yes. He, he felt like he could do that in your car. Uh, he did, and he can't. And I told him that. I... The, 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 and he doesn't care. It's the number one rule. But, I almost uh, went. I I was riding with you one time. I almost got out of the car. <laughs> and and, it, and it you hadn't stopped. It wasn't fish either. It was yeah. some Mariah Carey ballad. Yes. Oh. That I was just, I'm like, no, I not uh, no, not now. Not now. Which one was it? Was I, it If It's Over? I don't That's remember. That's a good one. Is that a good one? Yeah, it is a good one. I'm missing out here, I guess. Uh, hang on. Let me go to some calls. Uh, talking about people who have influenced your musical taste or when you first found your favorite band uh, because the age, the average age, according to this study, is 13. I'm going to go to Peter. Hi, Peter. Good morning. Hey, how are you guys today? Good. What's up, Peter? Good. Yeah, I was probably about 14, uh, 25 years ago, and I was learning to play the electric bass. And rather than reading sheet music, my brother's like, here, listen to some albums. And he gave me the police, the single... Uh, the singles album, yeah, and just turned me on to the police, and uh, yeah, it was a great album to uh, learn the bass to as well. You get your fast-paced songs. And did they become the your favorite band? Absolutely, saw them twice on the reunion. I've seen Sting uh, a couple times in concert. Actually, met Sting 
in person. It was cool. Nice. So, so there you have a perfect example. It was your older brother yeah. influencing you. Actually, if you watch Thanks, uh, Preston, the uh, uh, Sing Street. <laughs> They're the uh, the 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 older brother is the uh, he's yeah he's the one who takes the, the his younger brother through this musical journey throughout his life and introduces him to all sorts of music and that influences what his band is playing. It's cool when that happens. Yeah. My sister turned me on to Van Halen and Van Halen is one of my all time favorite bands as well. So I, I do owe her for that. I, I I like to believe I probably would have discovered him anyway. Right. But, but that person who says here and especially if it's. If it's a band that's already got an existing catalog that's yeah. been around for it's a while, the, you can dive back in. And you mm-hmm. can you can go here. T- take here. Here's a, here's a little taste. Which, take uh, a little taste of this, and then all of a sudden you're like, I need everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which record did you listen to her for Van Halen with your sister first? Do you remember the first song was uh, "And the Cradle Will Rock" okay. that I heard, and I'm like, well, this is intense. Yeah, because I never, you know, it was kind of dark and and heavy, and and uh, you know, I heard Eddie's playing, and I'm like. What? How do you do that with a guitar? And then I, it opened up, and then I went back to the first album and started listening there. Did MTV influence you guys? Because it did for me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, big time. Yeah. MTV was a whole other ball game. Yeah. I was into a lot of the stuff that they were already, that the, the first videos were. Right. So, like, stuff that was called progressive. Uh, you know, the, a lot of those videos, that actually fueled the early days of... of um, of MTV because these bands they they were trying to get any traction they could and they would all make these films yeah and so uh, um, and and they ended up on MTV so you, you'd get bands like The Cure and Echo and the Bunnymen and all these weird yeah you know, and, and and so you and you would get you know Tom Petty and initially and then the other the other more established bands got into it but yeah. It, it sort of reinforced what I was listening to. So Dire Straits for me, I didn't know Love about it. earlier Dire yeah. Straits, and then Money for Nothing came out, and that's a really cool video. And you, yeah. then you get, you know, and then uh, Walk of Life is a great video. It's all these oh, sports highlights. Yes, it's it's fantastic. And then you, and you're like, oh wait a minute, this band has like six albums beforehand that you can go back to. I think it's awesome. If you, if you, because I clearly remember going, when's the next album coming out? Yeah, new yeah. <laughs> music coming. Yeah. Uh, let me go to, we got a lot of different calls here. We're not going to have time to get to all of them. I'm going to go to Steve. Hi, Steve. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. Yeah, the, one of the re- reasons I called was to see, wh- I wonder when MTV dropped off of that data list because it was so huge. Yeah. Like, yeah. I yeah. mean, just in the 80s and 90s, I mean, just huge. But my, I mean, my favorite band is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, but I was probably about 12 when I started diving into the albums, you know what I mean? Like, uh, how, how established was uh, was the band by the time you had heard about them? Did they already have a few albums out? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, they were up to, um, they were up to, uh, Let Me Up, I've Had Enough. So it was right before, it was right before Full Moon Fever. Okay. Uh, right before he went Right before it so. exploded, yeah. Right, and that was my first concert when I was 15, yeah. was uh, Full Moon Fever. But I think the first album that I really dove into was Damn the Torpedoes, and I was like, oh, my God. Because I had heard the stuff on the radio, you know, but uh, when we went camping with friends, they had the albums. But um, I was also really into Pearl Jam in the 90s. I dropped off. I'm not a, a fan like Nick is, but I remember the first time I heard Pearl Jam, I was a member of the Black Crows fan club, <clears throat> and they used to send out, like, uh, singles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yes. sure. yep. mm-hmm. And um, they sent a single out of this new band, Pearl Jam. They wanted everybody to check out. And I, I was like, why are they sending this out? Like, who's I, I didn't sign up for the Pearl Jam fan club. Yeah, Jeff Amon and- loves the Black Crows. And, and the reason they hired Brendan O'Brien as one of their producers was because Brendan O'Brien produced some Black Crows stuff. So I love when other bands influence uh, your musical t- uh, tastes and, and choices as well. Okay, yeah, because I didn't, I didn't get, the, I never understood the, the correlation, but I, I think it was, I think it was alive, and I don't remember what the B side was, but I was like, oh my god, and then from like from that moment on, I was into them. I mean, all the way through, 
God, I don't even know the last album. I, I, I dropped off, like I said, but it was weird to get a, an album from an, of another band from another band. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was, I, I told this story on air a number of times. I, I got turned on to a, a couple of bands because of mistakes made by the, Colum- uh, the Columbia Record Club. <laughs> yeah. like I got, what the hell is this? Steely uh-huh. Dan was a perfect example. And I go, yeah. oh, all right, all right, what is this? Yeah. All right, yeah, thanks. Like- Steve, appreciate it. Uh, I love this one. I assume this is from a guy that says, my first CD was Shut Up and Dance by Paula Abdul, and it was at that point that I should have realized I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it didn't happen until later on. Sometimes you don't, you don't know. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so gay. Well, it's interesting. Think about that today. It's kind of fun to go back and, and find out where you started your, your love affair with uh, your favorite music, your favorite band, who turned you on to that, where those influences come from, and who the other people you have influenced, yeah. maybe, and turn them on to stuff. I love... It's so great, and I know Casey cherishes being able to turn music on to people because he tries to do it to me all the time. Right. And when you do hit with something, it's pretty cool, right? Yeah, I, I actually, um, I've stopped trying to do that because well, I know it, you're, you're not, not very receptive. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> be like, hey, I want you to hear something. I'll be like, what? Yeah, I don't do it anymore because it <laughs> yeah. makes me feel bad about myself. They're called the milk carton kids. I think you're really going to like it. <laughs> I know what you're going to like and what you're not going to like. You, you know? Do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this yeah. is a jug band out of Missouri. I right. think you're going to like them. <laughs> no, but when you when you do when you do connect with someone on a on a music level, it's pretty awesome. I've realized that I, you know, uh, like like with Rush, I really don't have a lot of people to talk to about that band. Yeah. Most of my friends or yeah, the people that I that I that I see regularly aren't really into them. Now the Beatles Pretty much, it's pretty easy. Most of the people you can talk to them about, and that's are cool. there support groups for uh, Russia? There should be. <laughs> yeah, but the guy, yeah. listen, with that's, donuts and everyone smoking. That's what was so cool about uh, getting in the band that I'm in. Saint, all yeah. those guys love Rush, and, and we yet sit you down turn your back on them. and we will just sometimes <laughs> talk about the band. I and know. Now I've quit. Now you've quit them. <laughs> but it's awesome to have those guys to talk to that that's music cool. about. But at the end of the day, you're just trying to share something that's important to you with other people, yeah. and then it's a bond that you can create. And so I, you know, it's it's uh, it's something that you'll carry with you for the rest of your life with your kids with your friends with the people that you listen to on the radio yeah i apologize to those who've been on hold for uh, a long time we didn't have time to get to you but we've got to take a break we're going to come back in a moment i got some bizarre file stories on the way uh we have everybody john heffron who's stopping by he's going to be at helium comedy club and a few other things to get to lots of stuff to give away we have to do some kind of prize blowout at some point yes. we'll be back in a moment stay with us the Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. I want to give away some turkey bacon. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, we've got a lot to give away. All right, I'd like to do that. I will take uh, caller number seven and I will give you a uh, coupon, a six-pack of coupons, good for six full-size packages of Godshall's turkey bacon. Uh, you can make uh, Godshall's turkey bacon a part of your healthy lifestyle plan, and you can get recipes at godshalls.com. Caller number eight, we will give that to you, 215-263-WMMR. Make sure you call us now. I also want to give <clears throat> a little plug a uh for an event going on tonight with our buddy Brent Porsche. He will be at Casey's in Drexel Hill from 6 to 8 p.m., and this is for a Cardboard Classic pre-party with Pacifico. Excellent. So stop by Casey's in Drexel Hill tonight between 6 and 8 p.m. And you can get yourself registered to win the Pacifico VIP Cardboard Classic Experience, which is an overnight stay, lift tickets, VIP access for you and three friends to watch the Classic. And not only will Brent be there, but our counter girls, Dominique and Carly, will be there, too. Nice. And I would imagine they're bringing 
uh, calendars with them, right? Yeah. Why would we have calendars? Why would you do that? What kind of sick bastard wouldn't bring calendars? <laughs> so that's tonight at Casey's. Join Brent Porsche and uh, get out there and we'll see if you can win. We're going to do the Bizarre Vibe. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Vibe. Brought to you by Robbins Diamonds in tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax. First the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins Delaware Diamonds. Uh, police say that three men held up a CVS in Clearwater, Florida. They wore blue surgical gloves so that they wouldn't leave fingerprints. Huh. They waved their guns at employees, bound several of them with zip ties, and then they left with a ton of drugs in a white garbage, actually several white garbage bags. A total of more than 10,000 pills contained the opioids with an estimated street value of about $320,000. Wow. Now, when detectives began their investigation, they noticed pill bottles, and it seemed that the thieves were emptying the bottles as they made their getaway Tossing them out the window no. of their go- their car, detectives just followed the bottles like breadcrumbs to a home and detained Christopher <laughs> Rachel and David Dobbins, who were pro- providing more evidence that led to the arrest of Roy Lampkin. It's like a junkie Hansel and Gretel. It's exactly what happened. They were they went to all this great care to yeah. pull off this heist, and they sure. were stupid enough <laughs> to throw the bottles out the window as they were going along. Make sure you throw them in increments so the police can follow. <laughs> yeah. Rachel and Robbins are charged with two counts of trafficking in illegal drugs, three counts of false imprisonment, and one count of armed robbery. So what did them in was littering. Exactly. Well, maybe this guy dislikes the decorations. Police in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, are seeking information after they say someone broke into an apartment on Tuesday and then proceeded to squirt ketchup all over the walls, floor, and furniture. You sick son of a bitch. The family that resides in the apartment was not home at the time of the incident, and they don't know why it happened, so anyone with information is asked to contact police. Why not mustard? I don't know. They just they had a predisposition to ketchup for some reason. One of these days. Listen to this. A special squad of monkey police right. armed, armed with catapults will form a ring of steel around Donald Trump when he visits the Taj Mahal next week. Monkeys with catapults? Well, not quite what you think. The picturesque 17th century mausoleum is home to some 200 rhesus macaques who are notorious for terrorizing visiting tourists. These are tremendous monkeys. The fearless monkeys will grab any food they see and have scratched and uh, bitten visitors in an attempt to get snacks. Oh, yeah, they're vicious. In one case, a small baby was killed by a monkey. Speaking to India Today, one local resident said the terror of the monkeys is so pervasive that women and children are scared of going up on the roof of their houses, which have almost been uh, taken over by monkeys. He said, if such a large troop of monkeys attacks Donald Trump's entourage, it will be a disaster. Yes. Bridge Bujan, head of the Taj Mahal security, said that the monkeys had learned to fear this specialist anti-monkey squad. He said the monkeys get frightened just by seeing us brandishing slingshots and run away. However, one officer in India's Central Industrial Security Force, which supplies the anti-monkey guards... Was not so confident, uh, showing his catapult to an India Today interviewer. This is a catapult for the monkeys. He said, while this catapult is effective against single or a couple of monkeys, when it comes to whole troops of monkeys, the catapult is completely ineffective. So is the catapult designed to launch monkeys away from their attack? I think they're using the word catapult, and they mean slingshot. Oh. Efforts uh, to sterilize the monkeys in order to reduce their numbers have had only limited success so far. It would be hilarious to see monkeys (laughs) flying through the air, though. 
randomly. It's the goddamnedest thing I ever found. <laughs> yeah. I was attacking the president, and then I got launched into the air. The Forest Department has been requested to ensure that the monkeys stay away from the Taj during Donald Trump's visit. So they've called in the monkey police for Trump. Uh, I assume security surrounding the president will have firearms. Uh, possibly. <laughs> Just start popping off monkeys. <laughs> Taking out monkeys right and left. A mom shared photos of an amusing situation she found herself in after she forgot that she had fake tanning lotion on when she went to feed her newborn. The result left the boy with a brown smear around the bottom <laughs> half of his face. Uh, Kasia Josevac was applying tanning foam when her five-month-old son, Raph, woke up hungry. She says she didn't realize that the product hadn't had enough time to dry until she looked at his face after breastfeeding him. <laughs> she said, when I looked down at Raph, I just burst out laughing. I couldn't believe the tan left his mouth looking like Homer. Uh, Raph was asleep, so I thought that I could squeeze in some tanning time, but he woke up uh, starving mid-tan. Do you traditionally tan fully your, your, your full breasts, I guess, right? Yeah, you can. Right. Uh, she said that it was the first and definitely last time I feed him with my tan still on. Uh, I hadn't actually; it hadn't actually occurred to me that the tan could transfer on him. <laughs> Kathy, will some people put the little pasties on to cover the areola and nipple I or mean, anything? I guess, I guess you can. Yeah, sometimes they have like little flowers, but um, I mean, she was doing it herself, so yeah. she probably was just. Do you fully tan your penis, Preston? When uh, you put the lotion on, I do. You never know when it somebody's going to see that. Right. Right. <laughs> What an amazing white penis you have compared Thank to the you. rest of your body. It's like a unicorn. You rarely see these. Mm. All right, and then one last story. Date night for two off-duty officers ended with them foiling a robbery at a restaurant chain in Kentucky. Chase and Nicole McEwen are both police officers in Elizabethtown and have been married for six months. Uh, the night started out normal when they went to a restaurant called Raising Cane's. Uh, but things took a strange turn when they were eating dinner. They said a man had come in wearing a mask and went up to the counter. Nicole said, I think both of us saw him at the same time. At first, she thought the man might be sick given flu season, but soon realized the mask was a less for a less innocent reason. She said, I looked at Chase and said, that's kind of odd. Nicole said they saw the employee behind the counter put their hands up, and that's when both realized what was happening. The officers drew their weapons, <laughs> chased the suspect out of the establishment, <laughs> and on surveillance video, the suspect can be seen dropping the weapon, the couple continued to pursue him a few blocks away from the restaurant and held him at gunpoint until the police arrived and arrested him. This is just him. not your day. Yeah. Uh, the couple said uh, officer instincts just kicked in as the situation progressed. She said, we both looked at each other and said, uh, is this what's going on? Okay, let's go. So they've got the suspect in custody. They were out for a date. The one couple. They're yep. getting uh, free chicken for a year for their efforts. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the the awesome. uh, restaurant's offering it up. Nice. All right, and there you go. That's what I got in the Bizarre File for you. We are going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a moment. Our friend, John Heffron, is scheduled to be here, so we'll spend some time with him. Some other things going on as well. And we may we, we had a brief discussion. We may do possibly the easiest game in the world. Oh, yes. To win prizes this morning. Yeah. Because uh, we have a lot of them to give away. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. MMR, buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. 
Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thank you. Oh, so much, Kathy. We're happy our next guest is back. We love it when he's in town. He's got shows at Helium Comedy Club tonight at 730 and 10. And then uh, tomorrow, same nights as well, you can get tickets at heliumcomedy.com. Uh, A triumphant return to Philadelphia. Mr. John Heffron. Is here. How you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful. For some reason, your music bed during uh, the traffic. Yes, I, it just I was tired, and then I heard that, and then I'm just now I'm not. It got you moving. It got me moving. It kind of obviously has that '70s vibe. Yeah, it was Isaac like, Hayes, I think. Yeah, yeah. it kind of has a we're about to rob something or just kinda, <laughs> right, right, okay. I don't know. I well, just think in general that <laughs> there should be music beds. To everything? Yeah. yeah. I, I think phones need to do the thing where you can just hit music bed, and if you're having a conversation with somebody on the phone, <laughs> yes. it, it just it kind of makes the conversation I love it. just go. Oh, that's yeah. brilliant. And it yeah. also it also provides a, a cutoff point. Well, we're about to wrap up here, so yeah, you, you, you you know, like you're hitting the post at the conversation. Yeah. I love that idea. I also think that, yeah, yeah. just like this. I'm like, hey. I think I'm going to go get some McDonald's a little bit later. You want to go? And it just kind of <laughs> yeah, has Yeah, yeah, has an, uh, Yeah, you go. A forward momentum. Yeah. 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 I, love I just it. like it. It makes me want to go to McDonald's with you. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah. You just got a date. Hey, wait hey, a girl, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should go out. I mean, let's take this Bumble relationship to the next level. <laughs> I just like it. Yeah, and right, I also right. think people should do live reads. Like oh, really? I, I have a money making thing okay. where a company should sponsor you, and you just throw in live reads just during normal conversation with just friends, coworkers, whatever. So you have obviously live reads, yeah, and, and you sure. have all your billions of listeners. Yeah. We get it, but then I think you can really hit the core when you're like, if your friend says, "Hey, you look rested." Well, that's because you know what? I just got this new Casper mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in a box, Where's send it number? to your house, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. thing, and da 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 Yeah. Look for those opportunities. Yeah. And you just sting and you hand them a card and it's we're we're about to that, right? I mean, there's people on Instagram that have Influencers. Influencers. Why can't you just be an influencer within well, your little group? Yeah, yeah. Instead of a mass communicator, you're a minimum communicator. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like thing. I like that. It's Dang. kind of a joke in the in the Truman Show. Like they, they'll hold up advertisements in the middle, and, and yeah. you know, the whole thing with Jim Carrey's being filmed, and in order to get advertising, they, you know, Laura Linney will hold up a, the the plow that they're advertising or whatever. Yeah, so product they, placement. Product yeah. placement for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But mm. they do say word of mouth is the strongest form of advertising. So if you're just slipping it into regular conversation, and they have no idea. That you're being paid. That's how Fire caught on initially. Hey, found this <laughs> great new thing, and there you go. Off yeah, and do you running. think there was like one guy who, like, right, you're, you're walking, or, or a woman, they had fire, <laughs> right. and then you're in the other cave. Do you, do you think like the the wife or and that cave was like, you know, the the Johnsons have fi- have fire? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, right. I, 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 I'm fighting pterodactyls all day. <laughs> I don't get paid. What, what do you think pterodactyl fighters make? Right. We, we can't afford yeah. fire. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, you married a loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go. That's just like it seems like a 
speaking of affording things, we saw this on uh, on Instagram that you had posted, and this this blows me away that these things cost this much money. That you wanted a bike that there was a bike you oh. wanted as a kid, right? And you're going to be turning fifty this summer, and you you would like to get it for your birthday. It's a Redline MX two. Uh, it's a restored BMX old school bike. Four thousand nine hundred fifty. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that price. And, yeah, again, I couldn't afford it when I was 14, and I can't afford it as a 50-year-old. Well, yeah. you could afford it, but you couldn't justify it, right? I could, because it's just me. I'm not, I guess, you know, yeah. it's just me. I'm a single guy with a BMX bike. <laughs> I just, you know, I have every right just to wake up in the day. Taking women out to McDonald's. Throw on my backpack, just jumping on my bike in my corduroy shorts. <laughs> You dude, know, on those you, pedals. You'd be the ultimate hipster. Build some ramps. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, even... Ba- so, back then, what was it, like, 400 bucks, maybe? But oh, why, why can't a 50-year-old... Is that any weirder that no. if I'm on one of those, then I'm in one of these cities where they have those scooters where guys go... They do some shots, they jump on a scooter. I and agree. then they go to... I'm just not scooter age. I'm, I'm the age of... If you were at bars and you did shots, you got behind a vehicle and you drove to the next place, okay? Right. My generation knew how to drive drunk. So I don't know why it would be I don't know why it would be weirder if I was on a BMX and I somebody's agree. on a scooter. I don't or well, You know what I saw by the way? I was traveling uh, over the uh, the weekend. We had a couple extra days uh, and in the airport there's a a guy had a piece of luggage that on the back of it, it folded down and be, it became a Razor scooter. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, Gee, well, that, that's fine. Right. And th- there's uh, there's small bikes that do that, too. Yeah. Uh, they actually sell them at the hardware store near where I live. And, uh, yeah, it's an actual, it can, folds down to this really small thing. Yeah. But you can, it can, it, a little too Wheeled bicycle is pretty wild. You need to get that. You need to get. I want to get a BMX bike. I want to ride it to a buddy's house, and I want to knock on his front door without (laughs) telling him I'm coming. And then when his wife answers, I want to go. Is Kevin here? And then I'm Kevin. I'll put my face against the screen. Kevin. 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 Ask your wife if you can come out and play. And then it was then me and him, right. and we get on our bikes, and we ride across town to our friend Ken's house. Ken! Ken, <laughs> Mark, come out. And then we go, and we keep money in our sock. I always wanted go to a, 7-Eleven. I always yeah. wanted a badass uh, BMX bike. I wanted a mongoose. Oh, a mongoose. Yeah. yeah, I had a, the Huffy, but the mongoose. Yeah, were I had the a Huffy next. as well. I would get either a mongoose do you, or a red Do you remember yeah. when they I used to call them spider spider bikes? Or like like with the banana seat, where it was actually had the, the, the handlebars up way high yeah. for a brief period. I wanted that bike. Yeah. And my mother refused to get it for me, so she got me like a full Schwinn, like a like my toes just barely touched yeah. the uh, the concrete. And those and those pedals back then were like these bear claws. They had these spikes. Yes, that oh, would yeah. come out. And I'd ride barefoot. And then if you're going down a hill oh, and you holy. take your feet off of them, yeah. and then try to get the timing to get back, you you you. Feet would impale on that, then you yeah. hit the jump, yeah. and your stripped handlebars oh, would then fall forward, <laughs> and you do a flip, or your jeans would get caught in the oh, chain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My God. You know, and it's the seventies. Nobody cares about a kid laying in the middle of the road. Yeah. You know, with, you know, with his jeans caught in the chain. So then the van chasing you all day. Finally, that guy gets you. He stops. <laughs> right, the so, guy who lives in love with you. Yeah. 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 The problem is, I think you're probably too big for that bike now, right? The the uh, red line that you posted on on Instagram. Have you seen the the SE bikes, because uh, you're you're based in California, right? 
Uh, no. You no, just moved, right? I just moved. Oh, did you? I just went ghost, but now my secret location's given away to everybody. <laughs> I will not do that. that. Was, no. So I, I was in Los Angeles, and then I'm posting up in Michigan right now. Okay, there's bit. too many hills in Michigan. That Because that's the other thing I discovered. When you were a kid, riding your bike in hills didn't even matter, but as an adult... Hills totally. Oh, I was I was so little that I used to have to like get off my bike and push (laughs) it up the hill, (laughs) you know, and then going down the hill. You're just remember just remember like when your front wheel would just wobble, Uh it would just go left to right to left, and you just know, oh, I'm about to eat it. I'm about this is where the handlebars go right into my gut. Uh Yeah, so they have these SE bikes and they're really really cool, but they do have bikes that are basically. Um, they're big enough for adults, right? So, like, little kids can, you know, ride their versions, and then they have, like, the, the big ripper. Were you any good? Were you any good as a kid on those? On the BMX bike? Yeah. You tried. Like, that was an era that went through. There was that movie Rad yeah. that came oh, out. Oh, yeah. my God, Rad. He did awesome. a backflip. Yeah, there was, there was that. <laughs> and we built ramps and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I yeah. went in one of, like, the tunnels or the... Oh, know, a half-pipe A half-pipe yeah. once, and I, I was scared. I'm not... <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, I'm not... I'm not a big, you know, there's too much to drive. I, I knew sure. some people who could do that stuff. The best I could do were riding wheelies and bunny hops, and, and that yeah. was it. Yeah. I would do an endo. Remember what that word is? No. Oh, that, yeah. That's when you went, you flipped. That was a white You could do that? Yeah, it was called an, well, not on purpose. <laughs> no, you would an go, endo was a back wheelie. Oh, and, and you'd stick your foot in the front tire. Yeah. And then it would cause the bike lift to, up. To, yeah. to lift up. Yeah. And then, but I didn't know how to stop it there. I would lift up and then <laughs> fall over. Well, that's not good. Yeah. Then yeah. the comb would fall out of my back pocket. <laughs> right. I, I could wheelie. I could wheelie on my, on my Schwinn, on my full. Well, and those banana seat bikes were easy because yeah. you just slide your butt down and it would pop off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was yeah, great. Yeah. Um, God, that was so much fun. Yeah, uh, people why why can't I do it now? Why am I denying myself the fun of getting a bike? What? You should not. I just got to get. I just got to get a C in biology. My parents will let me get one. <laughs> yeah, I just got to get that up, and then we're totally fine. All right. So, but now I'm looking at your Instagram, and you're you're off the bike now. You want a panic house? I always want. You guys know that about me. I always want a panic house. Has never not been a thing. Okay. John is not a full on prepper, but no. he is quite aware of his surroundings and uh, his well being and protecting himself. It's a big thing for you. He is. In, you are into tactical everything, as am I. Everything for no reason, but like a tactical pen. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I like. I just like the word tactical. If I was at a grocery store and it said tactical cupcakes, I'd be like, Why would I not want these? <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah, I, I don't know. What, these yeah, are obviously safer. better than. They're obviously safer. Maybe yeah. they don't leave crumbs or anything. I bought yeah, tactical I, I, gloves yeah. that have like the knuckles are like metallic. Oh, I have like, those. Like Batman. And they're Kevlar. Yeah, yeah, I have Kevlar. I, I don't. They're not even warm. I would travel with in, in my computer bag. Not this time, but usually. And this is when it goes south when I don't have it. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a little tack bag. It has a. Uh, it has like a, a pool ball in it. A, yeah. Um, whatever that's made out of, like yeah. a billiard ball. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's a little bit bigger, so okay. that's in there. So the that, tactical ball. That I have that. I, I can smash windows with that. I can put it in a sock, <laughs> and then I can swing that. Right. I have, have your tack skulls. pen. I have my tack pen, of course. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I have tack crayons just to, you know what I mean? Guy thinks I'm doing coloring, and bam, guess what? <laughs> wow. Now, now you don't have it in the esophagus. Wow. Uh, <laughs> then I have uh, these things called swap lockers. This is all in my computer bag. The swap locker. What's you a ba- swap locker? It's a wedge you can put. On a door, and there's no way you're opening. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. fact, just they a little wet. Schools were uh, looking at these things. It, it's just super small during a lockdown. A hotel, yeah, you put that in there. Wow. I have a tourniquet. I have what's a tourniquet? Just in no, case, a you know, tourniquet. Case. Oh, a tourniquet. Yeah, I have a tourniquet. <laughs> I thought it was like I a, a turn- turniquet. I have a turnkey multi-level thing. It's Amway. 
Uh, <laughs> I, that's, I, I pitch people. But just in um, case you're bleeding out, I, you need I, to turn I, I just want to be part of it. Yeah, I have that. I have... Uh, Do you have the master lock picker? Yes, but I'm horrible at that. Really? I, I have practice locks. I have lock picking sets. Play Splinter Cell. Yes, the video you game. Learn, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Like, I have that. I have Kevlar shoelaces just because. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Can you, get, point of can you get shot in the foot? A, a life straw. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Actually, oh, Steve, you have a life I straw. I have two you? of them in, my, in the drawer in my office right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could lean down into a filthy <laughs> creek. I have one sewn, sewn into my arm. <laughs> that, that way it's just always on me. Because the it, whole it, thing is you have all out. your tactical stuff, but all your stuff is, is far away from you. I've yeah. now sewn... All my stuff in me. Do you have a I, computer I, in your computer back? Yeah, like, yeah, my lower back, I have a power bar in case I need it. I just Smart. scratch scratch away the skin, and I just pull it out, and I eat it. Have you seen the tactical the tactical jacket that has a place for all of that stuff? Yeah. Where you would weigh, like, 200 yeah. pounds. What do you think he's wearing? Yeah, yeah. what do you think? <laughs> Want to see a raft? I can make a raft show up in this place right now. The latest thing. Parachute? Is- I'll jump out of this window. <laughs> Please. All these things show up on my Instagram feed, right? So uh, now that we're talking about it, I'm going to have ad after ad. But the latest one I've seen is basically it's just a tactical pole, right? It's a walking stick. But every, it seems like every... Four to six inches, you can unscrew it, and there's something there, like a knife and a yeah. screwdriver. Have what? you seen this one yet? No. Yeah, but you can awesome. also, like, beat the hell out of somebody with it. It's like a baton as well. Yeah. And it's just full of stuff? Yeah. yeah the so, one- like, you know, just think of, like, if you were going hiking, it would be like a hiking stick. And then. But it's full of stuff. And then somebody's like, hey, I got Girl Scout cookies. And you open it up, you're like, bam, five bucks. Yes. There you go. Exactly. But, John, what is it about? Because, like, there's there's one there's one that I've, I've told these guys about that I'm flirting with. And, and I, um, I'd i ordered one, and they were out of them. So I, I'm going to have to place another order. But it's it's basically like a claw, that almost like the claw game in an amusement you know, arcade, right? Uh, but you can you can drop it down; it'll pick up a penny. If you're if something's in a ravine and you need to pick it out, it's like it's basically like a claw. But it's this. It's the, I've seen it, right? It's I, on Instagram, yeah. And they show it. They show have you, you ever seen this? Pick up a nickel with it. If yes. something's in a ravine, you know how many times you lose things in ravines, Preston. <laughs> What about when you're on a glacier and something goes down a crevasse? You, you can also pick up the penny or nickel with uh, the uh, what's it called? The thing called your knees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. That yeah, but, but no, I have yeah. not seen that I one. I know it's so stupid. That'd be good for my tree fort that I get. Yeah, <laughs> like like I'm obsessed with like I want like. So your house, your 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 dream safe house. Yeah, like twenty thirty acres, maybe a shipping container house. Okay, because I just want square footage because right. you just lose stuff. A uh, long gravel driveway, maybe half a mile gravel so I can hear approaching vehicles. Mm. I want colored markers along the driveway so I know how many yards out that vehicle's approaching. Okay, so and you it, have a clear shot at it. And unless your you, car, yeah. you right. know, doesn't say dominoes, there might be an issue. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's weird, you know, I'm dating somebody. I can't be like, hey, you should you should come back to my house. Okay, where do you live? All right, it's going to get creepy. Yeah, you're going to yeah, drive. Yeah. You're going to lose cell reception. You're going to come to a river. There's going to be a raft. Pull yourself across the river, and then walk a little bit. There's going to be a gentleman. He's going to ask you a riddle. And if you get the riddle correct, he'll tell you what path to go down. As you're going down the path, you're going to see a shipping container house. The first one's a burner. I don't live in that one. That one's a decoy in case there's drones. <laughs> that man, that, but I love it's that a slippery, stuff. It's a slippery slope. Like I, So I bought a house in, in uh, Michigan, like a fixer-upper house. And the house was built in, like, 1820. 
uh, and it's on 400 acres of corn. So if anybody here saw Children of the Corn, it's yeah. maybe the scariest place I could be living. Yeah. It's scary. Well, no, I love it, though. I love and that. It's, uh, there's ghosts, and in every th- yeah, I play a game at night called Guess What's in the Walls. <laughs> and I just, you know, I just hear animals. They have, you know, like, Makitas. Yeah. They're trying to get at me, and then I, I'll sleep upstairs. So there's, like, three levels. And then you s- sleep upstairs, but you're so far away from the bottom floor and the thing. I'm, you know, I'm a grown guy. I get, do you have a panic I get, button? I get a little bit afraid. <laughs> and I'm in a onesie, and I've had that happen where you hear noise and you jump out. You're like, do I leave the onesie on to fight this guy, or do I take it off? If I take it off, he's going to see my chicken legs. He's going to make fun of me. Hey, what, you just, your legs get out of a cast? <laughs> Stop making fun of my chicken legs. <laughs> My family doesn't have cast. It's uh, genetics. Uh, yeah, you know, they got to fight the guy in a onesie. It's a whole, it's a whole I, thing. Listen, I, I hear you. We've had the what, discussion. Are there tack onesies? Uh, there's got to be. Tactical onesies? A tactical onesie. I bought those tactical shoes. I have to bring them in. The, the ones where you can step on nails? You can't. Oh, oh I saw really? them. Yeah. You can't. It, cho- it, it shows the thing where you're standing on, like, nails. And I, so I, I, I was. You bought those? Well, I just, I pushed, a, like, just to see what it was like to push a nail to the bottom of it. And they came in. This is a while ago. I ordered, I, when I told you I ordered them. And they're they're not, they don't work. They're supposed to be like a Kevlar thing. Did you try it? I wasn't going about to put my goddamn yeah, foot no, in it before I, I tried it nail. And I was like, no way. And they're not comfortable, too. All my tack stuff has to be comfortable. My tack gloves are comfortable. They're just, they're, they're absolutely useless in cold weather. Yeah, I got those. And, <laughs> and I'm bummed that there is a tactical onesie. I thought I was going to, ahead of all these business ideas, I was going to do tack onesies with some bug out pockets. Like a, like a ghillie onesie? Yeah, so you just be sleeping and then you hear something and you can just, you know, dive out of your window. What if you look like, like a bush lick. in bed? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> just, there's, that's not a human, that's just a bush in there. Or bed. like a safe house would be a big teddy bear and you just get into it and zip <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And then the <laughs> robbers would just think somebody just got, you know, build a bear or yeah. Valentine's and got a big bear. Just sit on the couch. And you can just hide in it and just watch them through the bear eyes and have it be like bulletproof. John, does anybody in your family share this obsession? Like, does it come down from your parents, your dad, or anything like that? No, only me and Jeff. Jeff, you can't see him. He's usually right next to me. He's oh. my friend. <laughs> yeah, he's the one who tells me to do stuff. Oh, okay. really? Yeah. He commands you. He doesn't do, do I to... want a secret room in my house. That's what I want. I want a room behind a bookcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually, I have. You got a spot to do it? I do. Yeah, I do. They have companies I... that do it. My buddy yeah. knows a guy who that's all he does is make secret little hideouts. Do you okay. know Ralph Carmen? You know Ralph Carmen, right? Mm. Yeah, so he's got. He's got the bookcase that slides back, now, and he's got Batman stuff back there, like like the, uh, expensive now, collectibles. Do you think us wanting like like safe houses and you want a little secret room? Does it just go back to just boys wanting forts? Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent does. Le- yes. right, like that's yep. the obsession. You of... want a sliding bookcase? You want a, a rotating door? You know, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, like like you instead of spending all that money because that whatever you want to do is gonna be a little, there's gonna be some cash there. A little bit, maybe. What if you get a sheet, throw it over your kitchen table, <laughs> and then get get your iPad, yeah. get yeah. some Uncrustables, yeah. and throw that underneath there. And then when you need to get away, you just go underneath the fort, yeah. and I just tell everybody, when I'm underneath the, the kitchen table, yeah. nobody talk to me. You see, I, I had... Uh, unless you know the secret password. Where, where I grew up, all the, all the houses were built in the 1800s, and they all had front, front porches. 
and I basically had a fort under every single person's front porch okay. in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe that's kind of where it goes. Because now the and, raccoons took over. Well, yeah, well yeah. and then also I have a ghillie suit, right? So I got a ghillie suit for some sort of thing that we were doing on the show. And I've been in the ghillie suit. And I, I got to tell you, it is so much fun being out there in, 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 in the open and nobody can see you. Like, I, that I, is cool. I haven't thought about this story in 100 years. So <laughs> but while you're saying that, I was thinking... You need to make a ghillie suit. Not. I'm going to know. If I walk in your bedroom and I go, why is there a tree on his bed? I know you're on the bed. Right. So it's not a thing. So you could make a ghillie suit of messed up uh, laundry like comforters. Okay. But no. So in college, I had. Like an urban ghillie suit. I had roommates in college, right? These two girls and, and these two guys. It was your college when you had like, right. two bedrooms and you had six people yeah. Yeah, yeah. living in it. Yep. And I hated one of the girls, and we were like everybody was moving out, and I had all my laundry up on my bed that was a bunk bed. Right. Keep in mind, I'm I'm seventeen, eighteen. I'm in a bunk bed, right? <laughs> and I knew her parents and her were coming back into the apartment, but I wasn't done packing or leaving yet. Right. And I didn't feel like talking to the parents or them. I jumped onto my bed, and I, to this day, I suck my hands through the, my jean legs. I put as much clothes on me as possible, and then I jumped on the bed, and I just laid there, and you can never tell. And the dad walked in, and I'm holding my breath. Dad walked in. He's like, is this guy gone? And then she's like, no, he's leaving or whatever. And then he goes, yeah, we thought he was coming, but I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm literally just breathing oh. in all this clothes, and nobody saw me. Suckers. Suckers. <laughs> I was there. I heard you. Do you know what it goes back to? Like, for me, and I've told these guys this story when I was a kid for some reason. I had seen a movie. I think it was called Black Sabbath. With There was a witch in the movie and, uh, like, an Italian horror movie. And uh, so I would sleep, and I would cover myself completely with the blanket, but I would leave my index finger out <laughs> because of the if the uh, in my mind the witch would come in and staple the blanket down onto the, the if I had one finger out I could work the staples for out I swear to God so don't so but that whole thing of just being it makes I sense. got a plan I planned so I, I used to travel with it, it, not even a sleeping bag super thin silk like yeah super thin and then because I didn't want to lay on hotel mattresses all the time then I was in that thing and then I start going if somebody came in here I got to fight my way out of this bag. <laughs> And then I got to fight this guy. Yeah. So then at the time I had my mom, I cut it and then she put Velcro right. along the side. Uh-huh. So that way I had easy out. Like, like, if I'm like a Chippendales. If I'm going to throw it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like breakaway trainer pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could. Yeah. Dude, I like your thinking. It's to this day. It's why I never like I'm, I don't lay around in bed naked. I don't know what's going to. I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting anybody naked. I'm not running outside. If there's an earthquake or fire, I'm fully clothed. How close are your shoes? My Timberland boots are maybe a little excessive in yeah. bed. <laughs> Probably. Do you sleep with shoes on? Uh, Do you sleep with slippers? Okay. I have slippers. All right. Yeah. And how close are your shoes to your bed? Right there. Right there. It's yeah. like a fireman. Like, yeah. like, like it's yeah. all. Like I would put a fire pole where I could just jump and then go down oh. and be dressed. Yeah. yeah Pee Wee Herman had one in uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and I was one of one of those too. How many security cameras in your house? Uh, currently, I just moved, and I kind of did a hack job setting it up, but there's four or five. That's what's scary about my house is there's no deadbolts because I'm in the middle of nowhere. Right, yeah, like, yeah. this is, 
you know, somebody's coming to get me. They know I live there, and I'm going to be on one of those shows. Why was the back door open when we come back? A van that's normally not around yeah. and dogs barking. <laughs> Keith know? Morrison. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. John Heffron. Yeah, the commercial with the Magnum PI. Yeah. The reverse mortgage is not taking away your house. Yeah. So, but uh, no one was laughing the night of August 15th. <laughs> so, are you? You have plans to put in deadbolts and all that stuff. You have to. I would imagine. Right? I would have to. Yeah. But it's one of those towns where you know, there's nothing goes on here. I'm like, I've seen too many things. That's mm-hmm. the first thing people say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they that's... said in Hiroshima. Yeah, 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 yeah they're yeah. like things. So I, I need to, but it, it costs a lot to moats are expensive. I'm looking into that. <laughs> um, well, but they it, say nothing's going on here, but that means something's going on here. Well, right it now. means the right clock now, is ticking yeah. on something happening. Yeah. Right. That's why. To, to me, like I, I we talk- had drones. We had uh, my the guy who I don't know owns a farm. He, te- you know, texted me and goes, "Hey, is there a drone in your in your yard?" I'm like, eh, "Is that buzz?" My dogs are barking. Yeah, yeah. And then I went outside and I saw a drone. Like it was tactical drone. It was looking at people's houses. Yeah. Like it was like right there, <laughs> kind of like windows you could see. Did you go get your shotgun. Well, that's see, that's the thing. You can't shoot drones because it's airspace. It's a federal offense. What? what at what height is it that's federal? Where, like yeah. if, if I knock it down and it touches the grass, is it like football where knees down officially and then you can <laughs> shoot it? Right. Or do I have to hide on the top of my roof? Now I got to get a cargo net launcher. This is going to be expensive. <laughs> this is going to be a lot. This is going to be. I got to train owls. I don't know what I. Got to do train owls. You're you're too busy. Then I look. They are starting to train birds of of prey to take attack drones. drones. I saw that not long ago. Well, so tactical birds. Maybe they're called. They're they're wearing Kevlar helmets. But I'm wondering if you could set up some sort of a system. Like if you ever go to like a golf course, uh, you'll see they have like these really really thin strings that go (laughs) over the uh, the like the ponds and stuff there, so Mm -hmm. the birds don't land on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you could probably set up some tactical strings along your property so that if the you know the drone hits it, it's gonna it's gonna crash. I already I've already plotted this out. They have, oh, you they have a gun. They have this gun that is it's a couple thousand bucks, but you can point it at a drone and pull the trigger, and it takes over the the electronics of the drone. So unless it, unless it's a military drone, if you're right. buying it at some, electronic pulse, will it, yeah. will it take it yeah, down that you way? Take it. Oops. You could take it, and then you just point the the guys point it at the drone, and then they move the barrel of the gun to the ground, and then and they, it they, lowers they, the they drone to the down. ground. Oh. So I fantasize about that, and then I fantasize about tying it to a stake and hang, but just putting it in the my front yard. Yeah, and have my two German shepherds sitting next to it, right? And a big sign: you dropped your drone, <laughs> just right there. Just, oh and we're looking at it. Oh, is this what oh, you're talking about? This is about the screen here in the studio. Drone shield. shield. That seems practical. That's ridiculous. Right <laughs> Look at that small thing. Five selectable frequency bands. If I have a chance, if I have a chance to get the BMX bike or the drone gun. What would you get? Oh, drone gun. Drone gun. Yeah. Yeah, drone gun. Drone gun. Drone shield. At drone oh shield. I'll go in halfsies with you on that. Or then I can start like a company like like Uber for drone guns. <laughs> and it's like an app where I just show up like Ghostbusters and I point <laughs> sure. it. Sure. And I bring it down. I mean, like, like, like you, 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 what is it? The, like the, the, uh, the company that uh, gets rid of pests, uh, the uh, Orkin. Orkin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you do the same man. thing here. Yeah, this is, I, I love this. God. I have not seen drone gun. Dude, you're nuts. <laughs> I have that, and my other idea for just safety is I, when I'm in an Uber or Lyft and they say, what are you doing in town? Right. I hate that question. I just make up stuff. Right. I just make up jobs and see if I can stay in that made-up job for the entire trip. Because right. right. people ask you That's questions. Cool. yeah. So I'll say I'm a chocolatier. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know. Love and, it. And then they'll be like, what? I go, yeah, I see that building. That's going to be a chocolate factory. And then they're like, that's the high school. Yeah, it's done. It's done. This is the last. They're getting rid of it. But I was, in, I was in one, and the guy goes, what are you in town for? I go, installation is what I said. Yeah. And then he goes, what are you installing? And I was, I was thinking house. I go, yeah. I go, uh, I own a trap door company. A trap door oh company. My God. And we're putting trap doors in most of the 7-Elevens in this area. So oh, if they ever get robbed, you just pull a thing in the trap door and the guy falls. As it's coming out of my mouth, I'm thinking, why does that not exist? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that should totally be. This started off as a joke, but now. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you. Oh, that's a brilliant idea. You, you guys are looking at Forbes. It's a picture of me in a trap door. My thumbs up. This billion dollars. <laughs> God damn, is that a Heffron? <laughs> That's a Heffron 2000. I'll send you the drone gun. Thanks, guys, for the encouragement. Yeah, have it plaque up for you. You have a good mind for some of this stuff. So, uh, you know what, what? And you know what? Again, suckers like us would buy it. Who, look, Mr. Burns has a trapdoor. Who wouldn't want a trapdoor? Like in the 80s, you checked your answering machine when you got home. You, ch- you looked at your phone to see how many people called. Are you telling me people wouldn't be excited to check the trapdoor container every time they got home? <laughs> right. I love the idea of you playing that game with Lyft drivers, though. You should have like a, a random occupation generator. And the moment yeah. you get in the car, hit it and say, okay. Now I'm a um, I'm a uh, a cowboy hat, uh, you know. Yeah. Walker. Well, I was yeah. one time I was in Phoenix. I owned a uh, commercial painting company, and then the guy goes, "What do you commercial paint?" Yeah. And uh, it was in Phoenix, and I said lighthouses. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't. In Phoenix, he didn't get that. That would have been a very tough market. <laughs> See, uh, whenever I would land and take a cabin in, in another city, I always said it's great to be home because I was always worried oh, that yeah, they yeah. that they were going to like try and take me for a to ride. To rob, rob you. There's no, a great, not there's... necessarily that, but like, oh, if I don't. You know, oh, if I'm taking gonna, you up to an airport, they're going to take me I the would do long that in way. Lyft, like when people pick me up at my house, I would leave to go. You're going somewhere? I go, no, I was visiting friends at that house. Like, I know. Listen, if you've got I a 4.7 rating, you're a little shady. No one <laughs> deserves to be honest with you. Yeah. There's a great scene in the Clint Eastwood movie called Coogan's Bluff where he's in from Arizona and he's in Manhattan and he, and he says to the cab driver, how many, how many stores in this town need Macy's? And he goes, the guy says, one. He says, how come we passed it twice? And so he knows he's being, t- you know, that, that's, that's cool. Yeah. So you always have to keep an eye out for that stuff. Yeah. You know? One time I was, uh, I made up some title that I worked for the government and <laughs> I, I did interrogation, but I, through simple questioning, yeah, I can figure out if a person's lying or right. fi- figure out, I profile people through just normal, <laughs> if you pay taxes, what their sexual perversion is right. and stuff. And then, because you, you, you don't want the people to keep asking you questions. So right. you lob out a, a, a company or a job. And they go, oh, that's interesting. And then they're they're quiet. You're too interesting. So I said that. I didn't even know. I was just making it up. I'm like, I don't even know if this is a thing. And then he's really quiet. I go, but, we're, um, but we don't have to talk about me. Let's talk about you. If you were at a petting zoo, <laughs> what animal do you think you'd go up to first? And he's like, he's psychoanalyzing me. Something. He's gonna he's gonna know my porn history. Yeah, yeah. We had a wild uh, cab ride, Preston. Or uh, the guy who picked us up. We went. We were in uh, California for a uh, this radio, radio convention. Thing. Right, right. So we're we're there, and this guy picks us up, and he just launches into us like a, a story. He's talking about. Him being oh, molested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was telling us his life story and how he got involved in uh, kitty porn. <laughs> what? Not I'm producing lo- it. He was one of the stars. And, yeah. and Steve and I are in the back seat going, What? Why don't, is don't this you guy opening up to us about this? Point out the Hollywood sign. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like, yeah. He's literally. Yeah, I mean, within minutes. For real. It was really weird. Yeah. 
This is crazy. But well, he did know all the real estate prices, so yeah. that was interesting. <laughs> but he wasn't he wasn't complaining about no. it. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. It's Hollywood. But, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's life in the big city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you look at, what do you guys do? We, we're FBI we're <laughs> right. tracking down a child porn ring. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was after. Thank you for shaving six hours off our day. Uh, <laughs> matter of fact, why don't you get in the back seat? We're going to drive now. Yeah. <laughs> Take us to the airport. <laughs> Oh. Our job is done. <laughs> well, we don't even need to go to the hotel now. Wow. That's hilarious. Man. You know that'll be a TV like the the psychic Uber driver. Yeah. It's like a person who's like psychic and they drive for Uber and everyone gets in. The That's back. another good idea. Yeah. That person like feels them out. You know, you I do you ever put these shows out and actually try to sell them? Oh, well, why 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 do I follow through? <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Yeah. That's why, why, would why would I follow through? Yeah. Why do Let's I? work. I'm just yeah. an idea guy. That's yeah, what I, I just crank say. it out. Somebody Psychic cab driver would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that already. Yeah. Probably it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, we keep up on this stuff. Psychic cab driver is a, a winner. Love that idea. So then you don't. T- but then you can't tell them where you have to go. There they know. have to guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you never. Yeah, they just drive you. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what freaks you out. Like the whole time, they look and see the app hasn't been turned on. They're like. How did you know your phone is it? No, my phone hasn't worked since 1945. <laughs> what? Suck it, Suck it, The graphic pops up. Yeah. Oh, someone gets. <laughs> someone gets in. Oh, I'm so, so excited. I'm just having my first bumble day in the, the lady driving. I'm not going to take you there, sweetie. <laughs> I'm going to take you somewhere else. Something that'll enrich the yeah, soul. Yeah. So you you mentioned bumble. Now, have you? Are you doing the are you doing the, uh, the dating apps? I, I, I did for a one. I was like one and out ish. Yeah. Dating somebody. I was I was married forever. Yeah. And then you know at forty nine, you're like, am I even on this app? Like I'm too young to be on our time. That <laughs> that dating app. Yeah, for sixty and above. Yeah, it's fifty. Yeah. It's yeah, 50, fifty. So I'm yeah. at like you know four nine. It just it just right. seems like a lot of work. So luckily I met somebody fast and I can be done. <laughs> so it's one and out. I just, okay. I can't text and it seems like a thing and it seems pretty um. Is that those hard time commercials seem a little desperate? Don't I they? haven't seen these hour time. Yeah, it's, it's our it's time people, now. It's people fifty and, and older. I see the commercials. Okay. It's our time. We're teetering on death. We've, <laughs> we've got to make our move. Our time. Uh, yeah, it's a weird dating app yeah. where where you have to hand it to your grandkids and then they swipe for you because you don't know where you don't know where your reading glasses are. Uh, yeah, yeah. This I, I, looks thought cute, you, Grandpa. I thought of another app like you know I I hate talking about the. the Thing, but I, I have to pay a few months some, some cash to a certain person for a little bit, right? Okay. That's just how no fault 50 50 works, right? All right, unless somebody gets married, right? So, my my, my best case scenario is this other, you know, individual past life person, yeah, gets married as soon as possible. Then that means that you know, I'm not on the hook paying every month. I think there should be an app <laughs> where, where ex spouses you tries to re hook up with. With their ex, you know what I mean. They try to, to get their ex, out. so that way they just get off your radar. You, you, they find somebody new. You help get your not ex married, so you don't have to pay alimony. I would even pay, if, even if it's monthly. I'll <laughs> yeah. pay for the monthly fee <laughs> if there's boosts or things I got to do within the app purchases <laughs> to to help out to bring people to then finally wow. get married. It would probably be cheaper for me. Man, so, that could be a movie because, like, if you do that right and you get the you get the ex set up, and then what if you fell back in love with your ex spouse and then you tried to get her back after you set her up with somebody Nick, else? Nick, That's a movie plot. Already a love boat episode. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, on MeTV. Oh, I saw it. Well, they didn't have the app. 
maps on the uh, no, love boat. This is a modern telling of the love boat uh, yeah, episode. Absolutely. Well, then, no, yeah. no, trust me. That's when I hope I was in psychic Uber, where I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to get back with with an ex, and then she just moves a rearview mirror, <laughs> looks at me, and I just see her shaking her head. No. Just not a good idea. And then it cuts a big pan away drone shot where you see a long driveway. Her just pulling me up to my scary house, and I just get out, and two dogs run up to me, and then I run into the house. I look outside, and I just give her a wave like, you just saved me. And then I just close my door, and then all the windows, all the armory goes down. (laughs) (laughs) And the moat fills in. And she points over. She says, what's that on the post? Oh, it's a drone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fade to black. Fade to black. And done. Come on, Amazon Prime. That was at least six episodes we just did right there. Could have dragged that out. I love it. I love it. You are an idea, man. I have to say, Steve Jobs has nothing on you. Well, listen, we got to wrap it up, unfortunately. John, listen, while you're in town, if people need to advise you of places to buy, you know, tactical equipment, should they contact you via social media? Yeah, just go on all all that stuff. No, you don't do it that way. They should leave it in a box somewhere in a public park. Yeah. A chalk mark. A chalk mark. Yeah, yeah. Somebody gives me a nod. I see their shoelaces are tied differently. I'm like, you're, you're, you're my guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, John's going to be at Helium tonight, 7.30 and 10. Same thing tomorrow night, and you can get the tickets at uh, heliumcomedy.com. Uh, it's always good to see you, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here. John, have fun, guys. We're going to take a break. Our friends from uh, Godshalls are here serving up food to us and our guests. Godshalls Turkey Bacon. I can give a uh, six-pack away right now. Call our number 10 at 215-263-WMMR. Check out their new easy-to-read packaging at Acme ShopRite, Redner's, and Walmart. We'll be back in just a moment. Ah, springtime is in the air early. As we fantasize of riffs and rock outdoors on the lawn. Get set for MMRBQ 2020, Saturday, May 16th at BB&T Pavilion. Oh, disturbed. Show you the Royal Blood. I only love when I love you. The Pretty Reckless. Sublime with Rome. The best value in rock. Nine bands for just 50 bucks. Also appearing. Puddle of Mud. Crowbot, Dirty Honey, Mongolian Metalheads, The Who, and Jackson's Local Shots opener, Foxtrot, and The Get Down. Saturday, May 16th, BB&T Pavilion. Tickets on sale tomorrow at 9 a.m. from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Tonight, uh, Brent Porsche will be at Casey's in Drexel Hill, and this is for the Cardboard Classic pre-party with Pacifico. We have several of these that are taking place over the next week or so. And uh, Brent's going to be there from 6 to 8 tonight. And with him will be Calendar Girls Dominique and Carly. And this will be your chance to get registered. Number one, there's going to be Pacifico specials. If you haven't delved into the world of Pacifico beer, get on it. Yeah, I know. People love it. Uh, There are specials. And you can get registered to win the Pacifico VIP Cardboard Classic Experience. An overnight stay, lift tickets, and VIP access for you and three friends to watch the Cardboard Classic. Awesome. So why not swing by there tonight? Say hi to Pran. He's a lot of fun to hang out with, and uh, you might just win, all right? And we've got, uh, like I said, loads of uh, of different uh, appearances coming up over the next uh, week or two. So anyhow, uh, join him. So we have a bunch of different prizes that we're going to give away. Uh, we we have, have a lot. Casey, what's the rundown of, uh, of prizes that we given in this particular segment. All right, well, we have um, past for, and I love this, the Skoopsky Potatoes Tour from uh, Impractical Jokers. We, we have a, a handful of those. We have passes for the uh, AC Boat Show. 
that is going on now uh, through March 1st in Atlantic City. That's a lot of fun, too, to that. stand in a boat and yell ahoy. <laughs> uh, then we also, we do, we, we agree to this, right? Yeah, we're going to give away some of the sorority night passes for next Tuesday at the Flyers game. That's for ladies only to win. And ladies must bring ladies. Exactly. It's a, it's a sorority event. And we have uh, Got Y'all's Turkey Bacon. Whoa. Whoa. And we got a bunch of things to give away. So we need to move things fairly quickly in this segment. So we are going to play a game. Casey, do we have the official intro for it? It's time once again to play Yes or No. Yes or No. Two answers as old as time itself. A game primal and raw. Simple and to the chase. Two options. Two answers. Big Big prizes. (laughs) Or sometimes smaller, less impressive prizes. But always prizes of some sort. And now, for the game that is the perfect out when we really can't think of anything else to do. <laughs> yes or no. You and heard now, the man. Here's your host, oh. Preston Elliott. Uh, thank you, Max. I didn't know I was getting the full intro on that. But <laughs> yes, we are going to play the game yes or no. It is this simple. You will call. We will match you up with a member of the Preston and Steve show. That member will write down a word. The word will either be yes or the word will either be no. If you pick which one they have correctly chosen, then you win. Now, some people have a certain logic, a certain way they play this game. Uh, and uh, those who played it uh, for a long time, they get better at it. So, uh, you know, think about your game, think about your strategy, and approach it that way. Think about the person. Think about the person. That you're playing with, too. Yeah. What they might say. Intrinsically negative or positive. Glass half full, glass half empty. Protagonist. Or detail. Or detail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Protagonist or detagonist. God. You got so stuck in the middle of this. Two one five two six three WMMR. That is the number. And let's see, it's up for you to decide. So who wants to start? Uh, you oh. first. You are the man. You'd like me to go first? Your name's first on the show. All right. And by the way, so did Casey hand these out to you? Uh, no, but that's a great idea. Um, you know what? I was just going to... Thank you, Daddy. Or you can just write them down. If you, do you have paper over <laughs> there, not. Kathy? Are these the uh, the official uh, yes. play-at-home versions? This, and then, uh, like if you play the game of runes, it, it really right. helps to have the pieces. Yeah. Okay. Casey gave us uh, each piece of paper. One says yes and one says no. I'll hand so them over to you guys. Okay, I'll, so we proceed. I'll Thank hold you. it up, and <laughs> and then it will see if the person on the phone line concurs. So, right. I mean, these are in strict guidelines with the PAA rules. <laughs> right. Uh, so, <coughs> all right. We're good. What's the PAA? Uh, it's the Pennsylvania double-A rules of okay. yes or no. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Guidelines. <laughs> okay. You didn't know that? No, I body. did not know that. Uh, let me let me go to uh, Bruce. Hi, Bruce. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hi, Bruce. We are playing yes or no. You're going to be playing with me, Preston. And I want you to think about the answer. I am holding up my answer right now for everyone in the studio to see. What's it going to be, Bruce? Yes or no? <laughs> What's it going to be? Uh, no. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Oh, that is incorrect. You were so close. You were really close if you would have just Said guessed yes. yes. Oh, man. You, you were won. right there. I'm was. sorry. But that shows you the logic of the game and the strategy. Yeah. 
We need that clip, by the way, from uh, from Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. What's it going to be, boy? Yeah. Yes. yes. Or, or nah, no. No, 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 no. Let me. Come on, everybody. Sleep uh, on. No, no, you go no. ahead. Okay. Solo right away. All right, let's go to uh, <laughs> let's go to Allie next. Allie or is it Ali? Allie. Hi, Allie. Allie. How you doing? Hey, good. How are you, Preston? Good. So we're gonna go around the room here. Yeah. We'll go. We'll go counterclockwise. Yeah. So I think that's ready. Okay. Okay. We'll go over here to Casey, who's okay. next to me now. Allie, you've got a decision to make. Oh, is he a protagonist or a detagonist? Or a detagonist. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Casey's holding one up. Allie, I've made my decision. Is my decision yes or is my decision no? Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, yes. Allie. Yeah. I'm sorry you're wrong. No. The you were so no. close. Casey is holding up a no. Sorry about that, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, we got to let you go. You could have played that smarter, Allie, I have to say. We're 0 for 2 so All right. far. All right, next we're going to go to Benny, who's going to be playing with uh, Steve this morning. Hey, Benny. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, Benny. So far, we're, we're 0 for 2. We need you to, to, to buck the trend here, okay? No Steve, can I see your card? Okay. All right. My card is in the air for all to see. And I have to ask you, Benny, is my answer yes or no? It is a clear and concise yes. Yeah. Benny. That is correct! Yeah! Played yeah! right. like a master. You're the Bobby Fisher of this game. Well done. Yeah. Casey, what do we have for Benny. For Benny, we have a six-pack of coupons, good for six full-size packages mm. of Godshaw's turkey bacon. That's mm. fully packed boxes of turkey bacon Hang to share with family and friends. Hang <laughs> or to keep for yourself, whatever you decide. Or hoard them. Yeah. Or give to your favorite detagonist. Absolutely. All right. Uh, congratulations. All right, let's get another caller on the line. This is Kevin, who is going to be playing with Kathy. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Good, how you doing? Kevin, this is the easiest game we have. Kathy, uh, are you thinking or are you holding up a... Uh, I've handed Kathy the actual oh, okay. the yes game no. pieces. The, the, the home game. That are no, I was just going to... The yes or no home game. Head. Yeah, no, no, you can't play that because it's too easy to cheat. Hold, oh, hold right, one okay. up. Okay, all right. Kevin? Yes. Yes or no? <laughs> she just rolled Kathy. her eyes. When Kathy, like, seems to say, Kathy seems to think this game is stupid, which alarms me. I can't believe we're doing this, but... Um, Kevin, yes or no? Come on, Kevin. I'm going to say no. Oh, God. Oh. Damn it, Kevin. <laughs> no, sorry. It's incorrect. Not only is yes Kathy earlier. forced to play a, a game she thinks is dumb, she doesn't play it well. And my no. partner lost. She said, all right, Kevin, and then Kevin said yes, and then he changed his answer to <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Right, let's go to Lauren. Hi there, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Okay, you get to play with Nick in yes or no. You've got two choices, Lauren. Any strategy here, Lauren? Any way you're you're thinking? Preston said to think about the personality, but we're not sure that that's a key. You have to go with what's in your gut. Okay. Nick is always so hot and cold. Um, <sighs> what am I going to guess? Nick McElwain. Um, I'm going to guess no. All right, well, Lauren, can I just say something before you make your guess? Yes. Because you haven't made your guess yet, right? She did. She, she made up. her guess. Oh. No, it would be unfair, Nick. All right. Well, you lost. Like... Sorry, Lauren. Oh. Yes. Oh. I know you want to give it away, but listen, we got to be fair to everybody. I brought my own cards, guys. All right. All oh, right. wait. Are those, uh, 
Oh, they're, they're, they're sanctioned. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's playing with the Canadian deck. <laughs> you see that? His has an exclamation point. Yeah, well, that's Canadian. No, yeah. yeah that's they they use the metric system. All right, let me go to Jamie. Hi, it's Jamie. Eh or not eh? <laughs> Jamie. What's going on? Hey, how you doing, man? Good. All right, Jamie, we're playing yes or no. I have one question for you. <gasps> What's it going to be, boy? <laughs> yes or no? All right, Jamie. I'm ready. All right. What's it going to be? Uh, I'm going to go with yes. Be positive. He says be positive. Be, be positive. Jamie, you win. I've got a yes. Masterfully played, sir. And what do we have for Jamie, Casey? Jamie, we have it. I'm lightheaded. Oh, my gosh. I think I'm going to pass out. We have (laughs) tickets as Preston and Steve present True TV's Impractical Jokers. The Scoop Ski Potatoes Tour starring the Tenderloins. That's going to be Friday, August 14th at The Man. Tickets are on sale now at WMMR.com for all the details. All right, to put Jamie on hold. He's good to go. We're going to our next caller for yes or no. This is Allison. Hey, Allison. Hey, good morning. You get the pleasure of playing with Casey Boy. Do you think you know what he might have holding up in his hand right, right now? Come on, one Delco person to another Delco. <laughs> Okay. Is it Delk yes or is it Delk no? <laughs> oh, I really want these tickets. I want to say yes. Where in Delk are you from, Allison? Prospect Park. Prospect Park is cheering for you right now, Allison. I said yes. <laughs> Trying to figure out what you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Prospect Park. Hey, go termites. Hey. Wait, did you just hey. say go termites? Yeah, that's their mascot. Are <laughs> you serious? Allison, is that not your mascot? It is. The termites. The termites. <laughs> I don't got a lot going go on. Go termites. <laughs> what right. school? What school? Well, that's just like when you played the Prospect Park baseball or football team. They're the township. It was the right. termites. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I know. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, Allison, for you, we have a pair of tickets as Preston and Steve present True TVs and Practical Jokers. The Scoopski Potato Tour. I'm sorry, what are you saying over there? She says she loves you. Oh, I love you too. And uh, tickets are on sale now. The show is on Friday, August 14th at the Man. All right, I got Allison on hold. We're going to go over next to Tom. Uh, hey, Tom, how you doing? Pretty good. How you guys doing? Good, man. All right, you're going to play with Steve, Tom, so... Let's get this thing rolling. My answer is a loft for all to see. All right, I'm going to guess yes. Tom, your answer yeah. is correct. Yeah. And that means we've got some turkey bacon for you, right, Case? That's right. A six-pack of coupons good for six full-size packages of Godshaw's turkey bacon. You know what's great, Tom? When an unexpected guest drop by, you whip out the turkey bacon yeah. and stand back and watch the smiles. Uh-huh. Let me go next to Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi. Hi. So we're going to pair you up with uh, Ms. Romano here, hey, who is admitted to <laughs> Ready, despising Katie? this game and having no interest in playing. We have three winners in a row, though. Yeah. Okay. All right, Katie. This game is oh, so Kathy. stupid. Now remember <laughs> the remote, the morose and sullen person that Kathy is. Think of my attitude. Yes, right I'm now. thinking. All right, and I'm... think if I were to say yes or no. I'm thinking because you have such a negative outlook on the game. I'm thinking no, but I could be wrong. What are you going to go with? What's your I'll final answer? No. I'm going with no. No, Katie, you're going to see the impractical Joker. Hey! Yeah! 
<laughs> there you go, Katie. Hang on the line. Well done. Casey's going to set you up with all that. Yes, Preston and Steve present the Impractical Joker Scoopsky Potato Tour. Preston, what is Scoopsky pot- uh, Potatoes? It was a bit they did where uh, Joe had to go around in a restaurant and uh, keep putting mashed potatoes <laughs> on people's plates unexpectedly. Okay. And he was going around with his big bowl saying, Scoopsky Potatoes, and he'd come over and just slap them on your, on your plate, and you had no idea why this guy was doing that. Love it. Yeah. All right, let's go to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, what's up? Yo, bud, you're going to play with Nick. What's it going to be, boy? What's it going to be, boy? Yes or no? What do you think? Chris, uh, just remember that I love this game, even though Kathy hates it. I absolutely love it, so I would love to know what your guess is. All right, so my mind meld with you, Nick, is telling me to go with yes. Chris, you are correct. Yeah. Now we're cooking. And we're going to set Chris up with the exact same prize. Impractical Joker Scoopski Potatoes Tour. And uh, the passes are yours, my man. Congratulations. All right. Show's on Friday, August 14th. We only have one pair of those Impractical Jokers left. And Loria wants them, and she's the one I'm going to go to. Hey, Loria, good morning. Good morning. All right, Loria, you and me, okay? All right. I am holding up. I'm holding up a word. (laughs) And it's either yes or no. If you can guess which one it is, you get the prize. What am I holding up? You are holding up a no. Damn, you're good, Lori. Yeah. You got it! Lori, it, it was almost on. I yes, was it was on. Lori, what, what, what was your instinct? What led you to give that correct answer? What were you There's feeling? A little bit of- there. The oh, tonage there. The tonage. The tone. I gave that away. I didn't know. You were yeah. just sopping with tonage. All right, yeah. let's give it to our case. All right, tonage, look. Uh, you got a pair of tickets to see Impractical Joker's Scoopsky Potato Tour. I thought it's, that was a good one. It wasn't. Hey, hey. I kept moving along, bro. Broski, <laughs> Scoopsky Potatoes. And uh, that show was Tone August. Look. It's, like a, it's funny. <laughs> anyway, you won those things. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have any more of those left. Okay. All right, those are gone. Cisco uh, to the show. Let's go. Uh, let's just go to the show. I'm going to go to Christy. Hi, Christy. Hey, how are you? Good. We're playing the stupidest game we have. We're playing yes or no, and you get to play with Casey. All right, Christy. Okay, I'm incredibly nervous. I'm so sorry. Well, I'm going to make this easy on you. I'm not going to cheat like the rest of those guys. Well, right now, remember, you have a 50-50 shot. Yes. Right now, you okay. do. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Uh, Casey, you're holding up a sign? I'm holding up a sign. Christy, is the answer yes? Or no? Yes. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. What do we got? Like a boss! <laughs> what do we have for her, Casey? All right, ladies only. You want a pair of tickets to the Preston Steve Sorority Night hey. at the Flyers game. Oh, sweet. This Tuesday, February 25th, Wells Fargo Center. The Flyers face the Sharks as they fight for the uh, playoffs continue. Easy enough for me to say. Great seats are available for the game at uh, PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. All right. And hang on the line. We'll get your information. Uh, we only have time for a couple more. I think it's, let's do one more rotation. Let's do three more. So right. to finish it off will be Steve, then Kathy, and then Nick. So uh, let me next go to Austin. Hi, Austin. Hey, what's up? Yo, know, bud, we are playing yes or no. You get the privilege of hooking up with Steve Morrison on this game. Steve? Send him the directions, please. All right. You have to decide whether I have selected yes or no. You've been playing along, I'm sure, listening to the answers, looking for trends. Basically, your version of card counting in this game. (laughs) 
What are you feeling? Is it yes or no, Austin? I think it's yes. Austin. Ahoy, matey. You're going to the Jazz. Hang on a second, Austin. Here's what we got for you. And you want a four-pack of tickets to the Atlantic City Boat Show, February 26th through March 1st at the Atlantic City Convention Center. Tickets and information at acboatshow.com. Nice. All right. Uh, Next up. Let's finish strong. Kathy is Scott. Hey, Scott. Hey, how's it going? Got y'all. Oh, got y'all. 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 Got Scott, here's Kathy with uh, the setup here. Kath? Scott, I really want you to win because you've wasted a lot of your morning on this, listening to us and and playing this game. So what do you think? I'm going to say yes or no? I'm guessing yes. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. No. I'm so sorry, Scott. I can't let you cheat. That was terrible. (laughs) Honestly. That was just terrible. All right, one last caller, and that is Jen. Hi, Jen. Are you there? Yes, hi. How are you guys? Wonderful. Jen, you're going to play with Nick McElwain, and you just have to pick a yes or no. He's holding up a sign right now. Let's finish strong, Jen. (laughs) Leave it in the gym. Yes, we're going to end it on a positive note and say yes. Jen? You're coming to the Flyers game! And that's for the sorority night party in the assembly room next Tuesday against uh, San Jose. It's a pretty sweet deal. So, Yeah, hang on the line. We'll get your information. And remember, ladies only at that particular at that particular party. Yes, yeah, so. we'll be checking. Well, there you go. We moved. We uh, mission Honestly, accomplished. That's what you want. We moved a lot of products. A game that is tense and uh, entertaining. Entertaining and moving a lot of products. <laughs> I don't know, Kathy Nick. Happy. Entertaining. <laughs> Nick, what does the, uh, the text board say? Is it entertaining? Yes or no? <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of fans. A few people who align with Kathy, uh, mm. and then some people who um, I don't think are listening to our show. <laughs> no, very good. Uh, all right, anyhow, with all that, we need to take a break because we have some more guests coming up as well as the Bizarre Files. So we will do that very thing. And don't forget, we give away our Word of the Week prize uh, this morning. Your chance to another Flyers uh, package to give away. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Highly suspect. Ozzy Osbourne. Featuring Ashes to New. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. We should do the Bizarre File, and then we got a couple of guests we're going to talk to. Let's fire it up. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. File! All right, this morning it is brought to you by <clears throat> Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas. JFPB is open for a winter full of snow and fun. Save big when you purchase lift tickets in advance at jfbb.com. JFBB, where the snow comes first. I'm going to lead with three naked stories. Yes. Sometimes they, they come in clusters. They do. And uh, we'll start with this one. On Tuesday... 61-year-old Carl Semino is accused of entering a California home where the resident reported he was 
making scrambled eggs and eating flan while completely naked from the waist down. Man, naked flan is really good. Mm. Uh, police say Camino had refused to leave the residence, but uh, they were eventually finished my flan. able to move him using a police service dog. So oh, okay. Once they whip out the dog and yeah. the balls are exposed. <laughs> and the dog's jaws are at your ball level. The whole thing's yeah. over with. Uh, well, what the, if my dog bites your balls? I'll leave. The residents say, I'll, I'll finish my flan yeah. later. I'll, I'll just, can I get my flan in a to-go cup? Uh, the residents say that there was no damage and they were not hurt. They believe Camino had entered through an unlocked door. According to jail records, he was free on bail after being arrested January 23rd on a drug-related accusation. Oh, he's moving from drugs into flan. Yeah. Daytona Beach, Florida. Police say they found 28-year-old Stefan Short running out of a Save-A-Lot store in DeLand on Friday and that he ran out of the store naked. Where's the flan? He had been pinned to the floor by a manager and a civilian. Witnesses report to police that uh, Short had wiggled out of his clothing in an attempt to get away. That's a wild move. The store manager reported that Short was a regular shoplifter and that other shoppers reported him stuffing meat in his pants. Officers on, the, on wow. the scene saw coupon books and packs of meat scattered on the floor as Short fled. He ultimately attempted to steal four packs of ribeye steaks valued at $41.24. Interesting. So he's wearing his meat-stealing pants. Yeah, he had been uh, charged with resisting an officer without violence, resisting a store employee while committing theft and first-degree petty theft. And then your last naked story. All right. And I like this one the best. This is out of New Hampshire. Police, the police chief in a New Hampshire town took it literally when he was stripped of his duties at a local board meeting, disrobing to his underwear and walking home into a snowstorm. There's something sad about that. Richard Lee had been chief in the small town of Croydon for 20 years. And on Tuesday night, the three-member select board voted to eliminate the one-man department and moved to 100% coverage by the New Hampshire State Police. This was the only cop in town, and so they didn't really need him. I didn't want to be a cop anyway. Lee, who was at the meeting, was told to turn in the key to his cruiser, his guns, and his uniform immediately. So he went into an office and he uh, sheared, uh, that he shared with town officials and took off his clothes before the board chairman. He said, I gave them my uniform shirt. I gave them my turtleneck. I gave them my ballistic vest. I sat down in the chair, took off my boots, took off my pants, put those in the chair, and put my boots back on, and I walked out the door. So he wasn't wearing, he was wearing underwear? He didn't have spare clothes or a ride home. He just had his underwear. He's, he walked nearly a mile before his wife picked him up. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. I was upset. Yeah. Lee said that if he had left it with his gear, he didn't want to face the possibility of being arrested. As he took off his clothes... Uh, he said the chairman said that he didn't have to do that, but Lee said that those were the orders. Go to hell! Lee said he is discussing what happened with his attorney. Two people are dead after their car went off a cliff and crashed 300 feet below the roadway along Jeez. Highway 1 south of Big Sur. This was uh, last week. Big Sur. Beautiful yeah. but dangerous. Yeah, the, ca- the crash reportedly happened around 3.30 a.m. Firefighters found the car ablaze and a subsequent brush fire. Uh, They only later reported it as a crash. Initial reports only indicate one death, but once the fire was under control and the sun had risen, firefighters discovered two burned bodies inside the Camaro. Authorities uh, don't believe drugs or alcohol played a role in the crash. And the story follows just six weeks after a car was seen flying off a highway, uh, one cliff on dash cam footage near Devil's Slide and Gray Whale Cove. You guys remember this footage? Yes. 
Did they ever find out why? No, neither no. the car wow. nor its inhabitants were recovered, leading some to claim online that the video had been faked. The authorities say it was real, and a second witness also came forward. It's just in a real precarious area. They yeah. can, there's nowhere to go. There's huge rocks and surf, and you just can't get down, and it's deep. I think the most valid suggestion is that the vehicle flew into a whale's open mouth. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. They, that had they seems considered right. that. And then the whale just swam away. Yeah. And you know what? We'll wrap up the bizarre file there because we have some guests that we are welcoming to the studio this morning. Uh, so, cool thing happening at uh, the Wings game, which is uh, tomorrow night. It's eSports night. And cool. there's going to be a, a tournament featuring Fortnite starting at 5.30. Is this Fortnite music? Yeah, buddy. And we'll get the full details because we have a couple of reps here that are going to talk to us about it. First, we want to welcome from Nerd Street, the Director of Business Development. This is Danny Harvath, who is here this morning. Hey, Danny. Hey, Danny. Good to have you on. Thanks for having me. And our good friend from the Philadelphia Wings, Kevin Crowder. Hey! Is here. Nice to see you, man. Yeah, it's good to be here. All right, so you guys are playing. Wings are playing Saskatchewan tomorrow. Yep, 7 p.m., uh, Wells Fargo Center. Okay, and you guys are currently in first place, right? Yep, we're in first place. Uh, we had a big weekend this past weekend. We were up in Buffalo, got a big win there, and then we uh, busted down to Connecticut and beat a conference opponent, New England Black Wolves, so sitting uh, on top of the division right now. Nice. Kind of on fire. That's yeah, great. The boys are rolling. Yeah. How how the crowd's like in the games? Oh, it's been great. It's been yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we get to hang out with the fans after the game, and they come up to us like, that's just so much fun. This team has this Philly attitude, this blue-collar <laughs> attitude that... <laughs> You know, and we're uh, you know we're the we're kind of the underdogs still, even though we're uh, we're seven and three. And that works yeah. though. That vibe that vibe is yeah. a, is a good For vibe sure. to yeah. have. It's right yeah. where we want to be. So, Danny, this uh, uh, this tournament that's taking place is going on before the game. How's how's this working? Before and during. Okay. Uh, yep. So you get a ticket to the game. Uh, includes a entry into the tournament. We're going to find out who the best best Fortnite player in Philly is. Thousand dollars on the line. What time, so, what time so, does it start? Uh, so you'll be able to get in normal uh, about an hour before the game. Okay, because the Flyers have an afternoon game tomorrow, right? So I think they're there one, and then the Flyers crowd will leave, and then you'll be able to come in for this tournament. Yep, Okay. Exactly. Okay, so with this with this Fortnite tournament, is this taking place with just people in the building? Yes. Or, okay, so that's how it's working out. Yep, so in the building we have local host, Wells Fargo Center, a permanent uh, eSports facility. Localist is our eSports facility, uh, and that's where this will be taking place. Okay. So obviously there's one going in uh, a full-blown, self-contained facility, uh, nary yards away, so that's cool, but this is... Uh so you have you selected the uh, the combatants at this point? No, they're all open to public registrants. So wow, all right. So ticket and get an, get an entry. Uh, I, I know for a fact, I mean, the... the, the the amount of obviously in this game is super huge. So to discern or to even select who's at the top of the tops, it almost has to be a free for all to just let it happen. Absolutely right. I mean, yeah. the the amount of competitors and the amount of good competitors. So what what will the winner eventually take away? Thousand dollars is on the line. All right, and a chance to meet not one but two llamas. Oh, really? <laughs> Two llamas? Two llamas. Two llamas. Okay. okay. I don't know what that means. Is that video game code or something? Or There's llamas that? in the game. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, you. two llamas, though, Preston. You're not just getting a one llama. It's a double llama day. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, double llama ding dong. Twenty five bucks to enter. All right. How many are you guys capping a number as nope. uh, combatants go? No, nope. no, no, no cap. OK, right. if uh, if the line you know circles around the stadium, we'll cap it. But until right. then, no right. Cap. Well, you it very well might. I mean, because it's huge. You know, obviously for Fortnite and the games that are played this way. Does anything exceed Fortnite at this point? So there's I mean, there's a Overwatch. So 
there's a bunch of yeah. pr- really big games. Fortnite is near the top. Yeah. League of Legends, Dota 2, Call of Duty, yeah. Overwatch, C- Counter Strike. Those are the. I'm a Call of Duty dude. Love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. Call of Duty, if I'm correct, is they're in March. They're basically opening a, like a very Fortnite esque sort of platform. Are they not? They just launched. Okay. Uh, oh, so it's a couple weeks already. ago. Okay. Yeah, the Call of Duty League. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is. It's it's amazing They're, to to for people who are not familiar with this world, um, and and some are peripherally. They don't. This is a whole other level where the um, <laughs> I I mean a thousand bucks is great, and then you go to like major tournaments. If you are a major competitor, you're talking hundreds of thousands, and you know even seven figures. You know it's it's, yep. it's crazy. So it's cool to cool to have this happening here. Yeah, the, the Call of Duty League. These are you know players with. Full time contracts, yeah, and playing, playing full time on on teams in a you know, professional league. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you any good at it, Danny? I'm I'm okay at Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty good at NBA 2K. Okay. Oh, Kevin, you have a seven figure deal, right? With the uh... oh man, <laughs> I, that, that, that just kills me to hear that. That's why I've never got into Fortnite either. It's like, how can I join now when yeah. I'm like six, seven years behind the ball, and like <laughs> I'm going to go out there and just get lit up? And my so. six year old uh, nephew is, I mean. He's really good at it. And, like, it's not just shooting people and picking people off. It's building and, and all that sort of stuff. And the second he sees a bullet whiz by his head, he's building this structure around him. And I Life skills. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there, there are multiple strategies involved in this game. I, I For me, it's, it's a little too much where uh, the Call of Duty dynamic works more for me. It's more realistic, Preston. It's more yeah. like it's more like the battle we faced over there, and yeah, right in, in Nam. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's an amazing game. Also, it is seductive to watch it too when yeah. you to see people who play well do what they do. It is amazing. Wait, you said six playing Fortnite. Is that yeah. like is that okay? I'm, I'm yeah, sorry, I'm fine. getting into like the, it is. I yeah. thought you told me no. Don't let Jace play. Uh, yeah, only because you uh, care more about Jace than your nephew. No. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I said don't. You uh, did. I asked you specifically. He you wants were like, to win. You shook your head no. It's a really competition. Well, because it then becomes a thing that they always want to do. So not because of the violent nature of it. No. No. Oh. no it's video games. Violence is great for kids. Yeah. There's no blood in Fortnite, right? No. no. Okay. Nope. Um, but there's blood in lacrosse, right, Kev? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bring this back here. Yeah. So I was, um, <laughs> I was fortunate enough to be at the game where you scored your 300th goal. Which is really, really cool. And and not only that, but you're also one of the leaders in assists, uh, goals, and you're second in the league in points to all, all together, correct? Yeah. yeah it's, and uh, that guy tried to check you, and you built a virtual wall between <laughs> you and him. It's amazing. That's, that's what I'm going to use tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, it's been a great season. Uh, our team's, you know, from our goaltender out, we've uh, vastly improved since last year. So it's a, it's a fun time to be a Philadelphia Wing and a Wings fan. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you game at all? Do you play? No, like nothing I said, at all. It's probably the best that I don't get a console or anything because I probably stop practicing <laughs> lacrosse or right. training for it or whatever. I get tend to get. You know what? You got gamers on the like team that. though. Oh, there's got. Uh, it has to be. Yeah, no one who like. There's no like pocket of players that talk about it every okay. weekend though. So you yeah, know, there's, there's no. Sure. I don't think there's any. Is there? Is there a lacrosse? Video? I mean, like FIFA's huge, but it's not. It's soccer. They've so it's, tried to do. Yeah. Smaller video games, uh, nothing's ever really taken off. Right, right. 
Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yes, until you become the endorser for the game, and yeah. then we're good to go. Danny, how does somebody, like Nerd Street, you guys also offer up, like, uh, you know, uh, workshops and things like that for people who want to get into eSports. Um, what, what all is available, and how do people find out information about that? Yes, yeah, so so we operate eSports facilities and tournaments, sort of your hockeyplex, soccerplex of eSports, that's local host, and then your AAU, Pop Warner of eSports, your pathway to the pros if you see the overwatch league on espn and say how do i get there we run these amateur tournaments for you to get your first taste of competitive gaming Uh, so you can go to nsg.gg our website localhost.gg and find find uh, links to these to this ticket tomorrow uh, as well as some of the other tournaments and facilities we run all around the country and do you absolutely for this tomorrow night uh you need to register in advance or can you do it at the door when you get there is that going to be a little more complicated you can do it at the door uh but if it fills up we, you know, we, we hope people register in advance in case it fills. Yeah, yeah. You might have to put a cap on it, but exactly. I'm, I'm, I think you're going to have a really healthy turnout. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We did this last year, and it was overwhelming. There you so, go. Okay. Yeah. It's only twenty five bucks, so if, um, chances are, even if you don't really know what uh, uh, Fortnite is, somebody around you does and might be interested in in getting on board. Maybe you can get a share of the money just for letting mm-hmm. them know about it. That could happen. Uh, but there's going to be various uh, e sport themed. Uh, activations throughout the game, by the way, um, and uh, so it'll be the theme of the, of the game that night, right? Yep. Uh, so that's tomorrow, and uh, you guys feel pretty good about your matchup? Yeah, it's going to be, they're the, uh, Saskatchewan's the best team in the West, so it's kind of a, a good measuring stick for, you know, cross the divisions and, you know, hopefully uh, pull another W up. Now, how many how many cross divisions do you, uh, games you guys usually play in the regular season? Just a handful of them? Yeah, I mean, our conference itself is, like, four teams, so there's uh, 13 teams overall. 13 or 15? Oh, no, I don't ah! know. <laughs> That's all right. doesn't matter. It's all about us. As yeah. long as you win. Yeah. As long yeah. as you win. Tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Excellent. All right, well, uh, you know, get the information. Go check it out. The Wings games are so much fun. We've said that for, for ages. If, if for one reason or another, it's escaped you and you've never gone to professional indoor lacrosse. It's a blast. The game keeps moving. It's fast-paced. There's music. There's action. They keep the crowd entertained. Uh, it's a really cool thing. We've loved going for years. And uh, you guys are killing it at Nerd Street with uh, all this stuff. So thank you. Uh, good luck it. with this tomorrow. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. All right, Danny and Sarah Form. Yeah. Hey. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a second. Stay close. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's crazy. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. This, you know, this is going to be a super low snowfall winter, they're saying. Everybody's saying so. Yeah. In fact, it's the warmest, it was the warmest January on Earth in recorded (laughs) history. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. I'm, I be careful. You just jinx us. We're gonna I get, like, know. A blizzard next I know. Week. I know. I'm like this, Kathy. I've been like this close to saying it's not going to happen this year. Yeah. Just. Just. But I know. You I, know. And I and listen. Yeah. I, for people, as we said before, people who make a who rely on some extra snow shoveling money and everything. Whatever it breaks, it breaks. And would love to see you do well. But I'm not mad at this. I'll right. Say that. No, my uh, my brother lives in Colorado. He, he lives outside of Denver now, and um, he works in landscaping. He is exhausted from plowing because he does, really he's been out. Almost, and they started off not that strong of a winter, but the last month, six weeks, they've just gotten deluged with snow. Well, to that I say, ha <laughs> <laughs> I have a question, and you guys probably don't know the answer to this, but um, would you recommend, even if uh, we don't get any snow, that 
Still plow? Well, no, no. That uh, that I do put some gas in my uh, my snowblower and run it for a little bit so that it's not. You know what I, I mean? Know. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, you, you, uh, you. I know somebody who might know. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know yeah. a snowplow uh, give, expert. Give me his number. Yeah. yeah. In you fact, maybe you could meet after first, uh, maybe yeah. for lunch today, Casey. He'll tell you what to do. Stop I want it. some roller coaster yes. rides and then talk snowboard. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the answer to he that, He has Casey. huge sunglasses. But um, Stop it. you can probably look it up online. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away <laughs> a four-pack of tickets for the Atlantic City Boat Show for the correct answer to this. Do you have an appearance coming up anytime soon? Actually, I'll be at the fishing show tomorrow, Kathy. <laughs> 100%. Funny you should ask. Fishing is just like snow plowing. Here's the question. Surprisingly, where do they keep Rasputin's penis? 215-263-WMMR. It's in formaldehyde somewhere. Not in Russia. No. Uh, surprisingly, we found out where they, they may keep Rasputin's penis. It was said very quickly this morning. 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer, and we'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And this morning, it is brought to you by God Shull's Turkey Bacon. Yeah, 80% less fat than pork bacon, but 100% of the taste available at Acme, ShopRite, Redner's, Walmart, and Sam's Club. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Fox announcing that So You Think You Can Dance is coming back for a 17th season. Host Kat Dealey says this time the show will attempt to do something it has never done before, provide even the tiniest bit of entertainment. Hey! Super hot Riverdale actress uh, Madeline Petch and her boyfriend of three years, Travis Mills, have broken up. Mills revealed he'd grown tired of having a constant raging bone. Yeah. Oh, my God. And finally, Cy Sperling, the founder and president of the Hair Club for Men, has died in Boca Raton at the age of 78. Of his legacy, Sperling once said, quote, I restored confidence to many men simply by hot gluing a shower mat to their heads. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. All right, thank you very much, Steve. Before we go for the answer, I found the picture uh, a picture of Rasputin's penis. Casey, just to give you an idea of the no size. No way. I'm yep. telling you, man. Stop it. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, massive. That's too big. Uh, so, it, <laughs> that no. would hurt. Yeah. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Where do they keep the uh, uh, Rasputin's penis? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right. I'll go to uh, Joe. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing fantastic. Excellent. You guys rock my world. Oh, thank, well, thank you, man. You, we'll rock our world and tell us where they keep, uh, surprisingly, Rasputin's penis. The planet Earth. <sighs> so it's, close. Uh, can you be more specific? Uh, can you give me a clue? No. no. Thank you for no. calling. <laughs> the planet Earth. No, and it looks like I don't have anybody else. It was uttered quickly. Who has an answer for you? But Casey, Ted knows what to do with your snow, your uh, oh, your snowblower. So let me go to uh, Ted. Hey, Ted. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good. Hey, Ted. So why don't you tell Casey about what to do with a snowblower while we're waiting for somebody to tell us where they keep Rasputin's penis? Okay. <laughs> with the new ethanol gas that they have out now, it kind of messes up your your gaskets inside the carburetor. So you should run your you should run your snowblower dry, and they make this gas you can buy in a can that you add into your gasoline once you're empty, and then let that run for a few minutes, and you'll be able to let your snowblower sit all summer long. Yeah, I yeah. have a can of that gas, the stuff that you add for my lawnmower, not not snowblower, but the, it's it's a boost, right? Yeah, and and so you just put it in there. I put it in the end of the fall. It's not a boost; it's regular gas. It's oh, okay. Ah. Well, they, they but they taste the same. 
Mm. Tastes like boost. It's like our old style gas that we used to get back in like the seventies. <laughs> oh, I love that old seventies yeah. gas. Yeah. Let it gas. All right, Ted. Thanks for killing time for us while we wait for the answer to where do they keep Rasputin's penis? Thank you very well, much. No clue to that. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Let Thank me you, uh, let me go to let's go to Tim and see if he knows the answer. There's just words up here. Hey, Tim. How you doing? Hey, how's it going? Good. Tim, where do they keep uh, Rasputin's penis, please, sir? I'm going to butcher it, but was it this Negato? Negato. He's close. Uh, no. Uh, no, we got to let it go. Negato was a, was a great prehistoric creature. <laughs> let, me, let me go to put caller six, put line six on hold. Yeah, I'll go to, uh, I'm going to go to Sean. Hey, Sean. <laughs> Sean. Oh, this please. is this is Ron. Oh, God damn it. Hi, Ron. How you doing? Good. Ron, amaze us. Tell us where, surprisingly, they keep Rasputin's penis. The Mutter's Museum. No. Oh, no. oh man. What the hell is going on here? Okay. okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, right. Let me go. Now, this might be Sean. Let me try this. Hi, Sean. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Preston. What's up? All right, Sean, give me, give me the goddamn answer. What is it? <laughs> The Stoogium. Yeah, yeah. The Stoogarium, or whatever you want to call it. And it's not the Mother's Museum. It's the Mother's And it's not Ron. It's Sean. And it's not England. Listen, they had to go through this stuff quickly. I got it. We're, we're kind of ragging on our interns a little bit, or at least I am. Uh, but, Sean, you got it right. And for getting that right, we are going to give you a four-pack of tickets to the Atlantic City Boat Show, February 26th through March 1st. The Atlantic City Convention Center and tickets and information are available at acboatshow.com. It's going to be cool because they have a guy wandering around in a huge Stegato costume. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> Can't wait. All right, here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. Brought to you by Pacifico Beer. Stop by uh, Preston and Steve. Huh? I got some spittle on the microphone. <laughs> Stop by Preston and Steve Cardboard. I think it was a little bit of turkey bacon. Uh, Cardboard Classic Pacifico Pre-Party. Uh, chance win prizes. Hang with the MM Army, Calendar Girls, and an MMR personality. Details on WMMR. Uh, WMMR.com. And there is one tonight with... Brent Porsche. It's right here. Who is going to be at Casey's in Drexel Hill. Oh. And that is from uh, 6 to 8. So stop by because Calendar Girls, Dominique, and Carly are going to be there as well. And you might win that prize. All right. Ozzy Osbourne's first solo album in a decade, Ordinary Man, finally arrives today. Uh, The legendary singer celebrated the release of his first solo effort since 2010's Scream by sharing a fourth song on the disc called It's a Raid which features a second collaboration with Post Malone. Uh, honestly, mm. I think they work well together. Uh, the two previously made the joint appearance on the track uh, Take What You Want, which closes out Ordinary Man and also appears on Post Malone's recent Hollywood's Bleeding LP. Uh, Ozzy worked on Ordinary Man with Post Malone producer Andrew Watt, who also played guitar. Uh, Post, Post Malone is an interesting guy. I I, I, uh, was, I dismissed him initially, and now I realize he's much more talented. Yeah. Than I had thought. I'm the same way. There's yeah. some songs I'm like, all right, that's yeah, yeah, it's a good tune. And so bizarre, nothing like matches his look nope. to his music. Is yeah, music wipe that to- crap off your face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you can't. You can't. You should go up with your thumb and you lick yeah. it. Go, you got a little something. You got a little something there. You got nine miles of writing on your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, Foo Fighters took to Twitter yesterday to mark the 25th anniversary of the band's very first show, sharing a photo from the 1995 keg party 
uh, gig at the Marine Store in Seattle. Sick. A caption uh, accompanying the picture said, there's a moment in every band's history when you decide it's time to load the gear out of the practice space and bring the music to the people for the first time, and this was ours 25 years ago today. A follow-up post, presumably from Dave Grohl, added, 25 years later, the fear and stage fright may have faded, but the love of making music with my friends is stronger than ever. Happy anniversary, fellas. Uh, they'll continue, by the way, their 25th anniversary festivities with the Nor- North American tour, on which the uh, band will hit some of the same cities it visited during its first trek back in 1995. That's kind of fun. The 2020 Van Tour will launch on April 12th in Phoenix and may possibly hit some small venues like the ones the band played a quarter of a century ago. Man, J.C. Dobbs isn't around anymore, is it? Nope. No. Oh, because you know they'd go there, probably. I'm sure they played there. I don't know. Marissa said, eh, something. I mean, it's not a working venue, but it's there. Yeah. I wonder, we could I, open it up. We could dust it off and open I'm it assuming up, they open play, I'm assuming they played there. Would I don't they play know. they played Panera? I don't know. All right. They uh, played there, right? Where? Truck. The truck. Oh, the truck. Well, they could do that. Yeah. No, they can't. It's uh, also there, the but not there. The truck's there. Man. Um, anyway. The TLA's there. How about this? How does one of the biggest rock bands in the world celebrate hitting number one on the Billboard charts and their lead singer's birthday in the same week? How do they? They went bowling in Lancaster, PA, uh, followed by karaoke up the street. Uh, all three members of Green Day, plus their producer Butch Walker and others, hit the lanes at Decades Lancaster and then strolled up the block to the Belvedere Inn for karaoke on Wednesday night. You must be one of those rock stars. In a group photo snapped at the bowling alley, Billy Joe Armstrong is wearing a hoodie from Rock Lidditz, uh, which is a nearby rehearsal studio where bands go to create their road shows, lighting, sound, and staging. That's right. That's the place. And everyone from U2 to Paul McCartney and the Stones have employed the company to design their tour production, with a hella mega tour on tap this summer, it's pretty obvious uh, why the boys are spending time in Amish country. And I believe that when Muse was coming through town and they were talking about the um, the drone stuff, didn't we get a guy that called us from there? He works there, yeah, and told us about the whole operation. It was it's... either that or the Chili Pepper show. It, was one... it might have been the Chili Peppers. Also, they had all these wild lights. Well, and Metallica. Metallica yeah. did that outdoor show at the the link, and they used uh, this this company in Lidditz as well. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah. So they they're they're the the go to, and I think one of the guys emailed me like, um, I think it was uh, Chad Smith's light up drum kit that they put oh, that's together cool. there. Yeah. So they they it's pretty wild stuff, and it's not too far from here. I would love to see that facility. The biggest of the bigs do it there. Video highlights from the karaoke bar from Instagram user uh, Liz Franzen's account show Billy. Uh, Billy Joe belting out Ziggy Stardust, Trey Cool cheering on Butch as he serenades a bar goer with Sweet Child of Mine, and a sexy Rolling Stones review, and Trey getting down with Sarah Smile by Hall & Oates. Later in the day, Trey Cool confirmed the assumptions with a post reading, Thank you, Pennsylvania. What a great week of Hella Mega Tour pre-production. We had a blast in Amish and Mennonite country. This place is America's best kept secret. Until now... <laughs> Uh, and then the uh, photos attached to the post showed the band and their families cheering Billy Joe as he cracked open a unicorn pinata, farmland, and a Hershey gravestone. Uh, of course, Trey tagged the location, which was Intercourse, PA. Uh, uh, so, yep. so they went gray robbing? Uh, no, I, uh, don't, I, I don't think they did that. They also have that uh, wolf sanctuary in Lidditz. You can go see the, the wolves. Oh, I want to uh, go there. 
By the way, Casey, this uh, you share this with uh, Papa Roach singer Jacoby Shaddix. He celebrated his eighth year of sobriety on Wednesday. Yours was on Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Ah, he's got one more day to make. Uh, the band posted a video of Shaddix and drummer Tony Palermo marking the occasion by hitting the smallest bar in the world in Milan, Italy, and enjoying a mocktail. Uh, Shaddix toast uh, to happiness and health. Mocktail. While telling the bartender, no alcohol for eight years, me, and I'm coming to celebrate to have a fake cocktail. I do like some mocktails, if depending on what the, the type of drink is, uh, that provides me an option. Uh, eight years ago, as the band was working on his 2012 album, The Connection, Shaddix at Rock Bottom, uh, he had been battling his addictions for a decade, cleaning up, and then relapsing over, over and over. After the near dissolution of his marriage and a battle with suicide, uh, suicidal depression, he finally got sober once and for all. That's great. Eight years. Uh, let me see here. How about this? Uh, Slipknot is launching the first ever Knotfest at Sea, the inaugural cruise event spun off of the festival that the Iowa-based band first launched in 2012. Cruise set sail from Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona. Uh, that'll be August 10th and heads to Naples, Italy, returning to port on August 14th. In addition to two headlining sets from Slipknot, the Voyage's lineup will feature Anthrax, Behemoth, Devil Driver, Seven Dust, Skindred, awesome. Higher Power, and Sleep Token, with more to be announced. So there'll Butt be a bunch. <laughs> there'll be a live Q and A with members of Slipknot, a DJ set, a whiskey tasting and discussion, a drum workshop, uh, signings, and a bass clinic as well, all with members of Slipknot. Which is kind of cool. And arts and crafts from. Uh... Floral and Hardy. Yeah, balloons for the kids. <laughs> and then one last thing, uh, Bon Jovi has posted its latest single called Limitless online and announced the release date of its latest album, Bon Jovi 2020, for May 15th. Uh, it's reported the band also posted the cover, art, and track list of the new set, which features a photo of John Bon Jovi with the American flag reflected in his sunglasses. John will welcome Britain's Prince Harry to a special recording session. Harry? On February 28th at London's Abbey Road Studios. Wow. Where Harry will join the Invictus Games Choir to re-record Bon Jovi's new song, Unbroken. Harry! Which salutes disabled soldiers. <laughs> wow. Uh, the recording will raise funds and awareness of the Invictus Games Foundation. Prince Harry posted a uh, fake conversation between him and Bon Jovi discussing the upcoming recording session, by the way. So... Prince Harry, I don't know if Prince Harry's going to sing or not, or what's going on. And that is what I have for you in music news this morning. I still got a little bit of turkey bacon left. Turkey bacon. And I want to give it away. Caller number 10. Got a six-pack of coupons, good for six full-size packages of Godshaw's turkey bacon. The turkey bacon, pork bacon consumers prefer because you love them and they love bacon. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. We'll come back, wrap it up, give away a word of the week prize. Stay with us. Yes, 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 we saved a couple seats at the Preston and Steve Sorority Night at the Flyers game just for podcasters. If you would like to enter to win those tickets, email your name, age, and phone number to podcast at WMMR.com. Remember, this is ladies only. Good luck. New Daily Rush video is up today, and I don't remember this. It said The title <laughs> says, Preston loses it. It said it may not sound like it but in, in this clip, but he's a professional broadcaster. <laughs> I think I kept making just making mistakes. Maybe <laughs> I, don't I don't remember. remember. Uh, that's what I love about these Daily Rush videos is we are the ones who execute these things, and we don't remember what they are until we go back and watch them. And then you're like, Oh yeah, that's right. They live on. 
All uh, of our mistakes live on. You can watch this now at PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant. Bar. That's the beauty of uh, of having our own video t- department and Nick Murphy. We don't make the decisions on what no. stuff ends up in these daily... He just does them. Whatever and, he wants. And then they bring me this little info sheet right. that says what's on it. I'm like, okay, I guess we got a new video. I'm what glad piece you, of it? Yeah. I'm glad you made a video out of it. Every now and then I can say... Hey, you know the uh, Steve did you know did an on Golden yeah. Pond thing yesterday. Any chance you could make that into a Daily Rush video? Which I hope they do because that was great yesterday. <laughs> Apparently, in this this one where you said uh, Claude instead of cold, oh. and then oh. you, you just started, during a commercial, you just started beating yourself up. And, that was uh, a Steven Singer commercial, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That was no. N- that was Nuv. Yeah, no, that was Nuv. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I Nuv knew. <laughs> You said Claude, and then we laughed. Gold was Claude. We laughed at you saying Claude, and then. The very next sentence, after we made fun of you for a little bit, the very, very next sentence, you m- messed up another word. Okay. Oh. And I think I went off on that. Yeah. All right. I got I got to go back and watch that. All right. Well, it's available now. <laughs> I'm just, Nick is playing it, and I'm seeing all kinds of words <laughs> pop up on the video in in quotations, so I don't know what all of was going on there. Uh, so you can watch that at PrestonandSteve.com. Check the uh, the Daily Rush videos. We create our own, our own language as we proceed throughout the morning. No, this is true. Uh, I want to thank our guest, John Heffron. Was yeah. Here. That was funny, man. John is at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow, 7.30 and 10 p.m. Tickets at heliumcomedy.com. And also thank you to Kevin Crowley, your Philadelphia Wings, and Danny Harvith from Nerd Street. Yes. Uh, eSports night is tomorrow night. The Wings are playing Saskatchewan. There is going to be an eSports tournament taking place in Fortnite beginning at 5.30. It goes through halftime of the game. And there's a thousand dollar prize pot that you could win. Uh, the entry fee is twenty five bucks. And there's going to be um, very stuff going on through the course of the game uh, that has to do with esports uh, activations and stuff like that. So it's it's a whole big theme. Yeah, at, uh, totally tomorrow, getting bigger tomorrow night's game. Thank you to God Shulls Turkey Bacon yeah, for hey! feeding us this morning. Godshulls.com for their awesome turkey bacon. We appreciate that. Pierre Robert has sauntered into the studio, getting I'm a ready. Sauntering. Getting ready for a, a big day. You're sauntering. I'm sauntering. Yeah, nice to see you, man. My new band. Sauntering. Sauntering. No, I, I like it. it. What do you play in uh, sauntering? Flugnoing. A flugnoing. Yeah. yeah. It's a European instrument. Oh, yeah. The flugnoing. Yeah, flugnoing. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a string very, instrument. very complicated. It's a string yeah. instrument you blow into. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. That's no, why well, it's, it's so complicated. A, there's also flugnoing. keyboards on it, though, too. Wow. Yeah. And but the, the keys look, are all it's loose. got a horn to, to it, My but it's, it's a very complicated. Keys, a horn, strings, yeah. and a mouthpiece. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it takes a genius <laughs> to do it. And I am it is. A floor yeah. going. Well, I'm a very stable genius. <laughs> it's a cross between a didgeridoo and a harpsichord. That's it. Uh-huh. There it is. Beautiful. Um, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. Excellent. Excellent. Nice sunny day today. It's sunny. So warming um, up the next couple of days. Yeah. Did, did I hear you say 50 over the weekend? Yeah. 50 tomorrow, 55 on Sunday, 57 on Monday. Um, I, I think Kathy's right, though, as we shouldn't say. Yeah, yeah. Be, just be careful. That, that the, the bee is in uh, blizzard is not coming because you just never know. I mean, the, the general consent, I mean, we're coming to the end of February. Now, we've had storms all the way well into April. Yes. But um, the general outlook seems to indicate not much in the way of precipitation. Yeah. yeah, so we'll see. Well, you never know. This is true, although March can be a brutal month of just mm. cold mm-hmm. because March is just like when you've had snow and sometimes March is just like, come on, March, come on, come mm. on now. Yeah. In like a lamb out like a floor. 
Something like that. Yeah. Well, and then there is the Puxatani Phil issue. Uh, yes. Because yeah. he, Little rat. he saw his thing and then he... He might be right this year. But, but his it, thing is he, always there. Way right. Yeah. But what did he see or did he see his shadow? Yeah, so more uh, in early spring. Yeah. There was a yeah. prediction this year. So there we go. So, yeah. All right, uh, why don't we do the letter of the day? Phone lines are already lighting okay. up. You ready? Oh. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... O, as in O-Range. All right. That's not even a word. Not even a word. Uh, Caller 7, you get to take a shot at the word of the week. So let's get that caller on the line, 215-263-WMMR, and we'll do our best to uh, give away an awesome prize. Do you have an awesome show planned for today? It is capital A awesome. Nice. It's a yeah. We've got uh, tickets for the Black Crows, one more pair, for the big summer show, July 14th, over in Camden. And everyone who's won tickets this week is eligible for the sold-out acoustic show, which is tonight upstairs at the Fillmore. That's uh, going to be very cool. At the Foundry, yeah. Are you going? I am going to go. Yeah. Brent uh, Porsche is going to go. And the Fightin' Robinson brothers will be on stage, Rich and uh, Chris. And they're doing an acoustic set. So um, it's an early show. I think it's around 8.30. Uh, but uh, it sold out instantly, as you yes, might well Of course, well yeah, yeah. So, but a long uh, time coming. In fact, many thought it would coming. never happen. Uh, yeah, um, in, I think they fired the rest of the band, though. So I don't. I think they're calling it the Black Crows, but I think they're the only two that are uh, black and crows. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> they're not even black. Yeah, I know they're not <laughs> yeah. even black. But, I don't uh, think they're crows either. To be yeah. honest with you, no, they, they are. are. They they're technically are. genetically. Yeah. There's enough <laughs> matter in there. there enough was, avian matter to yeah. consider them crows. They did medical testing. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. take back my statement. Yeah, they submitted to DNA testing sometime. Two twenty three and crow. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a very good website. I'm. I'm. Part eagle. <laughs> right. yeah. You can tell by well, your eyesight. Not. Part nighthawk. Well, and I and as Steve once said when I didn't have my glasses, Pierre has the eyes of a falcon. Uh-huh. I, I'll never forget that line. I didn't have my glasses on. I'm holding the sheet of what I had going like a foot and a half away. And with his usual brilliance and his laser beam. Wit, and I'm just going, he goes, Pierre has the eyes of a falcon. And I'm going, God. That's so brilliant and so hysterical and so accurate. Well, they always say that a falcon can read a, a headline on the newspaper from a mile away, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's what you were doing. And speaking of headlines, uh, we'll have a block of the Black Crows. Uh, we'll have a block of the Eagles. Uh, there'll be no wow. falcon block, um, but there will be a Soul Asylum block. Soul Asylum's also in town playing at the TLA tonight, and they've got so many great songs. Oh, that's cool. So it'll be fun. Excellent. Hey, real quick, I want to say congratulations to uh, Sandra, who is in our studio. She's on maternity leave, so she must be a new mom. So congratulations. Hey. Hey. Last day. Sandra Wilson, today's her last day of maternity leave. She's celebrating her last day of maternity leave by being here with us, which is cool. Oh, Load we... up on the turkey bacon. Go for it. Yeah, right. She'll be sobbing by Monday. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, we need to get a winner. Caller number seven is who we're going to, and that's Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, how's it going? Gadzooks. Good. Gadzooks. Carl, do me a favor. Tell me what the word of the week is. Yo. Great day in the morning. Hey, yo. <laughs> All right, Carl. Yeah. For you, my friend, we got a pair of low lover, lower level tickets. <laughs> Here the Flyers game on April 2nd nice. against the Predators. All right, my man? Woo. Yes, sir. Thank you. 
All right, hang on. We'll get your information, and don't forget, you can get great seats. They are available for this game and other big upcoming matchups at philadelphiaflyers.com. Don't forget, we'll have our sorority night next Tuesday. Exciting. More chances to win those next week. Uh, Thank you to the sponsors of the Preston and Steve Show. Our program has been brought to you today by Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas, where the snow comes first. And Pacifico Beer, the Cerveza of the Slopes, this year's proud sponsor of the Preston Steve Cardboard Classic 2020. Excited to have them on board. Speaking of that, Brent Porsche is doing an appearance tonight for one of the pre-parties with Pacifico. Join him at Casey's in Drexel Hill from 6 to 8 p.m. Speaking of Casey, I will be at the fishing show tomorrow at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. I will be there from noon to 2 Come hang out with me, and uh, I don't nice know what else. Snowblower tips. <laughs> yes, please do. Please do that. If you have any tips on snowblowing or, you know, where to get a good roller coaster ride, please come and find me at the fishing shop. Hey, yo. All right, we'll make sure we do that. Uh, next week on the program uh, should be some good stuff. We're going to have director Gavin O'Connor. He directed the movie The Way Back, the Ben Affleck film. Wow. And this is, a, looks this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, actress Anya Taylor-Joy. I love her. She was a breakout star in the M. Night Shyamalan film Split. She was the star of the movie besides uh, James McAvoy. Yes, and she's also in a cult movie that I love called The Witch. Uh, so she'll be in. That's really cool. Looking yes. forward to meeting her. And comedian Ivan Decker will be stopping by, and I'm sure we'll add a bunch of other stuff to that list as we get ready for next week. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great weekend. Be safe. And we'll see you later. Oh, and uh, my band plays tomorrow night at J.T. Brewski's. Saint at J.T. Brewski's in Delco. Ray John, have a great weekend. We'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. I mean, what is the deal with the week taking so long? I want to know. DTIF, right? Next message. Happy birthday, Craig. Manja. Next message. You dumb bastard. The pedal on the right is your accelerator. That's the one that makes you go, people. If you do not start punching these things on the right and moving your asses in the morning, I am going to cause some serious hell because I am the god of hellfire. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.